Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Road Jogan Experiment. We've got Justin, Justin, and Alexi with us. Um, so, Alexi, what exactly are we going to cover today? Today, we are going to be covering uh, the, 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 the history of rap music, hip-hop music, from the year 2000 all to the way uh, right now, here in the present right okay so basically how we're going to be covering it is pretty simple we've broken down it by year by year and we've got an album for each year we picked some years have two because we just couldn't pick one but usually it's one album per year and we're just going to be discussing it how it impact the rap game or the album is so good who the album is by how it got created and all the stuff you need to know about it so yeah basically uh i'll let phillips transition and we should be ready to go Perfect. Like you said, uh, we're going to be having a smooth transition into the pre-start. So, um, to everybody out there listening, enjoy. I hope you guys like it, and uh, let's get this thing started. Right, so this 2000s comes after the late 90s, obviously. And the 90s for hip-hop was, the late 90s, that is, was the beginning of the commercialization of the genre. You had guys like Diddy and Jay-Z and even Nas who were making their music more radio-friendly. And you can tell by how dated a lot of this stuff sounds, and especially some stuff from the 2000s, even some albums we're going to cover. So it's really the commercial zenith of the genre. Not the same way it is now, but there were some huge, huge records being broken in the 2000s. All right, that was really good at pre-start. That's that's accurate. So let's just jump right into the 2000s, starting off with the Marshall Mathers LP by Eminem. All right, so we started off the 2000s with a bang, the Marshall Mathers LP by Eminem. It's arguably Eminem's best work. And it has some of his best tracks on there, including classics like The Real Slim Shady and Stan, two amazing Eminem fans. While I'm not the biggest Eminem fan, this album blew me away. It was my first Eminem album that I actually listened to front to back. And I still, it still is in rotation. It's honestly a great body of work. Lyrics, lyrically, it's very good. And me not being a big fan of his voice, found it actually enjoyable in this one. I've had some experience with some of Eminem's radio hits from today, but I feel like older Eminem projects are actually much better. I feel like he uses his voice much better, and this one is yeah. no different. This one is because, amazing. Yeah, I think that's because the he didn't take himself as seriously, so the, the tone of his voice, the more cartoony tone of his voice fits better. And the lyrical style, too, as opposed to a lot of his newer stuff, where he takes himself 
very seriously, or he's very angry, or he's spouting off some jaded nonsense that I can't really get behind. But exactly. here, even though some of the instrumentals do sound a bit dated and some jokes here definitely can't be made to today. Yeah, that's for sure. As, yeah. Uh, still, it's, it, is, it is very much a product of its time. It's still... I think Eminem really embraced his sense of humor here because there's some that's true. straight up ridiculous really funny callous bars here like on kill you which is it's insane and and tim yeah. i think that's my i think that's my least favorite track on the album not because it's bad but because it's so uncomfortable it's yeah so the first gross. time i listened to that one i was just like felt like i was listening to something i shouldn't be listening to exactly and i think that's a perfect transition into influence because you still feel that influence today from the marshall matters lp more recently with a song from the new kendrick lamar project which we are going to talk later about but uh the song we cry together which is almost taking direct uh influence from that song him because both of them are structured in like an argument of course you have the hook on kim which is different and we cry together has the the whole argument lasting the whole song but you can you can still feel eminem's influence rather it's good or bad i'm gonna let phillips talk about some of the bad influence that this project might have had uh debating on who you're who what type of listener you are but uh yeah all right yeah absolutely so um what he was saying about this kind of like negative influence is kind of um as we see today in more recent artists like tom mcdonald and joiner lucas they have this idea that fast speedy bars rapping is like the good the good way it's the perfect way it's the way to go i'm gonna change the game you know but um it was also corny it's corny, it's corny. absolutely it is but they're um, saying nothing at all they're coming it's always these tank top eminem wannabes these white dudes who come into the culture thinking it's it's their place to change the game. They're going to save the game. Rippity dippity, spiritual miracle. I'm in a swimming pool. Um, I'm Hillary Clinton bombing brown people or whatever. And it's like, okay, what does that mean? Uh, nothing. It means nothing. And it's uh, it's the worst thing ever. It's annoying. And I'm tired of seeing it everywhere. I want it to stop. And... Uh, I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, I, th I think we got it. I think we got it. But uh, <laughs> overall, with all of that, with all of that, I'm pretty sure overall, the Marshall Mathers LP had a lot of positive influence, influencing a Absolutely, lot of big definitely. rappers. Like Kendrick Lamar, we see it today. And even influencing other legends like Dr. Dre, um, 50 Cent, and a lot of big, big rappers. And has J. And Cole. Has, has J. Cole is true. Definitely. And even won Grammy Awards for his project. And me being not the biggest Eminem fan, have to admit that Stan is one of the best hip-hop songs of all time, any generation, any era. Stan has just some of the best storytelling, some of the best lyrics, yeah. a great instrumental, a great hook. It's the perfect rap song, in my opinion. And I think that's yeah. a great way to end off Marshall Mathers LP and move on to uh, the next project from the it's 2000s. Classic, Our first. Yeah, it's a classic. The first... Uh, yeah. So yeah, let's move on to the next project, Stankonia from Outcast, also from the year two thousands. Never 
Dank Onia Outcast Southern Hip Hop. These guys are arguably the face of it. They it, it continues in it's 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 the continuation of an incredible creative streak from two of the greatest songwriting minds in the genre, Andre Three Thousand and Big Boy, coming through with their most uh, accessible but also wildly experimental album with elements of rave and rock and and there's like a huge Jimi Hendrix influence on the album I feel as well as some nice traditional southern hip hop with guys like Cujo Goody of Goody uh, no Cujo of Goody Mob or Gangsta Boo 36 Mafia as well as other people too like CeeLo of Goody Mob and it's got it's, it's really catchy it's got some great, some of their biggest hits, like Miss Jackson, one of the most overplayed songs of all time. And, uh, uh just I guess So to Fresh, it, So Clean. So Fresh, So Clean. Yeah, it was quite a lot. All the way. It's a pretty long album, tracklist wise. It runs at almost, uh, yeah, 24 tracks. Has a couple interludes on there. But it runs. It is long. It is an hour 13. And as Alexa was saying, it's the most commercially accessible one. Mm-hmm. But you you usually find only Miss Jackson and Still Fresh, So Clean play it, while other tracks are left pretty underrated. Like the track with Killer Mike is amazing. So like yeah. all throughout, throughout the entire album, features are perfect. Like, Every single every single track and every single feature is placed perfectly throughout the album. It is amazing. It's amazing. The instrumentals, the lyrics are pretty solid too, and yeah. you know, whether it's just braggadocia or Miss Jackson, where they're a bit more topical and talking about something more uh, substantive, or even uh, something more remotely, not remotely, but more explicitly sexual like uh, I'll call before I come with uh, gangsta boo or bombs of Urbagad, Baghdad rather sorry and um, also something worth mentioning uh, as of 2001 since uh, the album did release in late 2000 it did actually win Grammy be- or sorry a Grammy for uh, best album and along with Miss Jackson winning uh, best performance yeah also an important an important uh, feature for albums that seem to be this, to, that seems to have been uh, removed from a lot of modern albums. The flow is excellent. Make your albums flow well with and transitions. It's just ah, oh, it just feels great to go from the beginning to the end. And while this isn't as influential, and it may not resonate with the more traditional hip hop fans as as much as it as much as a uh, in ATLians or especially in a Quemini might, as those records hold more influence. I will argue that by way of being so wild and experimental with songs like Toilet Tisha, one of the weirdest hip hop songs I've heard mm-hmm. ever, um, I would argue it's their best work ever and speaking of smooth flow and transition check out this sick transition the flow on this transition is crazy the blueprint by jay-z for 2001 
All right, The Blueprint by Jay-Z. Now, The Blueprint by Jay-Z has everything you need in a 2000 rap album. It has bars, it has hook, it has humor on some tracks, but it also has production, and the production is where it gets influential. You have Kanye production, early Kanye production, who Kanye was producing before he became a big star with Calls Dropout, later with Late Registration. And when he blew blew up with graduation, he was producing for rappers like Jay Z, uh, Scarface, uh, Common, exactly. And you can see it throughout the album. Like that production, everyone wanted so everybody, every big rapper wanted that Kanye production, the soul sampling, the chipmunk vocals. Everybody wanted a part of that. It was just the new sound. And uh, yeah, you can hear it all through the album on tracks like Part of the City and Izzo, which were mega hits, mega hits for Jay-Z. Both of which were produced by Mr. West himself. Um, Also, Justin, don't forget to mention um, one of Eminem's greatest features of all time, uh, which is actually Renegade. And I, I just don't know what to say. Like, the entry... The transition to his verse, the flow, the bars, they're just like, all oh, The rhyme scheme. The rhyme scheme, exactly. It just works so well. It's, it's, it's an it's amazing notori- feature. It's notorious. It's pretty notoriously known that uh, Eminem washed Jay on the song. And it's no disrespect to Jay, but like, come on. Exactly. And I, I usually, I'm very, I'm very hesitant on giving Eminem credit. Because I have to be, I have to be skeptical of my fellow white boys, but you gotta give him, you gotta give it to him right here. Yeah, give him his props, like. And by way of being the sole feature, not the sole feature, but the sole credited feature, with a, an extended verse, two verses actually, um, I think it gives room, but on the rest of the album for for Hove to really speak from his new perspective because when he started out with Reasonable Doubt a a masterpiece of an album he was rapping from the perspective of a uh, of his uh, his drug dealing his his and the lifestyle coming to that you know coming out of that and living that lifestyle with Krista the, the, the poor realities that come with that and the blueprint was his commentary, his view as the successful rapper, and as well as engaging in his beef with his ongoing at the time beef with Nas and Mob Deep, which was pretty crazy. All right, so yeah, I think that pretty much wraps it up. But um, let's uh, continue our, our streak of classics here uh, with 2002 Scarface's The Fix. Alright, so continuing in 2002 with The Fix, we have yet again another Ye production filmed album, and you'll see that's going to be the theme. Kanye dominates through 2010. This is Ye's decade. He's been involved in almost every classic project of that year, but Scarface does his thing on the project. Another great lyricism, uh, another, another classic with his last album, The Last of a Dying Breed. 
and um Paul on this album had some of his best tracks some of his most catchiest songs with the on the block had great features from Jay-Z Nas had two Kelly Price features uh like you want to break them down for us yeah so um Scarface is he, he he's at his best here I would say lyrically because he's so like on in cold blood where he talks about selling dope being a dope boy I said the same thing twice but differently and it's it's another incredible Kanye produced track and I love 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 the storytelling the transparency it's so conversational but despite his amazing work on his album um it did not win any awards unfortunately although we do think it definitely does deserve some yeah it was crazy the album flows really well all features are great all impact the track all add to the track in a positive light i should say oh yeah the... um it's, it's pretty crazy to have Jay-Z and Nas on the same album at this time. And that goes yeah, to show how absolutely. respected Jay... Not, well, I mean, Jay-Z Scarface. Scarface, because he's hugely influential. He's one of the most influential voices from the late 80s. I mean, exactly. You've got, like, these three huge rappers at the time, and you have two, two of them in the, one of the biggest beefs of all time, and you somehow manage them... I managed to get both of them on the same album. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. Because because of how respected you are, they're they're kind of they're they're descendants of his style, oh, kind mm -hmm. of. So but, yeah, uh, overall, yeah, no awards. Could have won awards, but this next one did win awards. Multiple of them, I should say. Get rich or die trying. By 50 Cent, his debut breakthrough album. Right. Get Rich or Die Trying, 50 Cent. This album and 50 himself were everywhere. He was the coolest guy in the world. The records broken on this album, the hits, still ring very, uh, they're still super impressive to this day. There was, um, there was things happening for sure. Um, yeah, you had big hits like In the Club, Many Men, and uh, although it was, as Alexi said, very big commercially, well, I think it was like top three commercially and uh, what we're going to be talking today for sure. But um, if we think overall, I think it's bottom three out of all of the albums we're going to be talking about today. I don't think it's because of, of uh, yeah, in terms of quality, in terms yeah. of personal enjoyment. I don't think yeah. it's uh, up to par with the others, but yeah. we had to talk about it just because it was so huge. So I mean, it was everywhere. It's one of the biggest debuts of any album in hip hop. Mm -hmm. And it had, so had all... mixtape previously to that. Yeah, and he was he was definitely. He he helped. I mean, he helped, um, like do this thing where he would take other people's beats and rap over them. I don't think he did it as mm -hmm. well as like Lil Wayne, but still, I mean, he has that impact. Um, of course, that Dr. Dre uh, production and the 
Mm-hmm. You know, he was like the first big signee to Shady Records, which yeah. you know is a pretty huge thing. And do you want to know something crazy, Alexi? What was that? Was that? Tell me right now. All right. So, so next up, we've got this 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 two thousand four album. Mm-hmm. Um, unlike Fifty Cent, our good friend, um, yes. was not playing in the club. This is Mad Villainy. So Mad Villain by Mad Villainy. This album is amazing. There's no other words for it, honestly. There, it's basically the perfect. It has perfect pro- production, perfect lyrics, perfect rhyme scheme. Honestly, I think it's some of the best rhyming on any project ever. His rhyming is. Like you look at YouTube videos on like the rhyme structure of it and they're often color coded and literally there's color on every single word on every single letter. Everything is precise. It's crazy. I've never seen anything like it before. And on top of the rhyme, you can rhyme, but does it sound good? Yes. The album sounds amazing. It has amazing production. MF Doom's voice is perfectly, uh, a perfect match for, um, What's the producer's name again? Madlib. Yeah, Madlib. Madlib. Madlib's uh, very uh, distinguishable production style and Madlib's voice go yeah. perfectly hand in hand in my in my opinion. They definitely do. They're like they're like the perfect match in a lot of ways because Madlib's beats sound like they're from another world or like they sound mm-hmm. otherworldly sometimes. And MF I sound hypnotic. Is, yeah, and then he's uh rapping from the perspective of a villain you know he's like the, mm. he's he's the rap villain so exactly it, i like his alter like ego with mf doom like dr doom and sometimes yeah. sometimes on some of his tracks not on that one not on the mad villainy but some of his other projects he brings in the mr fantastic and other yeah. alter egos which i find pretty cool yeah yeah i mean victor von one of his alter egos is on the mm-hmm. album and it comes for a it comes for a pretty a pretty funny cut where he's like or Victor Vaughn is mad at Doom for like messing with his girl or something. And mm. this album this album I feel, I feel like a an, an underrated aspect of you know a rapper's personality and skill set is uh the sense of humor and mm-hmm. this album is is pretty funny too. I think uh, it is opera, opera, Operation Lifesaver where he goes on a date and he he talks to God because this 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 woman he's seeing has the worst breath he's ever smelled, and it, of course you have the amazing rhyme schemes and the you know what I like your breath stinks. Go brush Man, you know what? You know what? You know you know what? I'll 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 concede, but <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! But I don't know. I feel like the um, it's also a very good introduction to MF Doom personally. Abstract hip hop in if general, you, I feel definitely. Mm-hmm, that is true because, on first listen, I feel like there's so much you can take in, and so yeah. much it, it's so diverse and so different mm-hmm. to what other hip hop albums are. And it's I feel like, although it's different, it has that easy, um, easy introduction to it. It sounds familiar, but it's not that different. Where you're like, oh, I I don't know what I'm listening to. This is scary. Turn it off. And yeah, you can yeah. you can listen to it casually as well. Like some some songs, like all caps, accordion, 
are some of the some of the tracks on this album which I find to be a lot more suitable. I wouldn't say for the ox because I met Doom on the ox is uh you won't it's like, uh it's like putting a, a lip a lipstick on a pig. And yeah, I, I find you did it, say that. I find it interesting how you said that on first listen it's or like when you were saying that it every, like when you listen to it it sounds familiar because I had that exact same feeling um the first time I listened to it which was um in English class with with you and we were just going through it and I was just thinking to myself like wow I could like I feel like I've heard this before even though I've never even listened to any of MF Doom's work or or um Mad Lib but it just seems so familiar yet so distant and it's just has a great melodic flow like like mentioned before I just, this I is funny that... this is funny because Alexi might know this but there was this YouTuber who um was um reacting to it in parentheses reacting to it for the first mm -hmm. time and mm -hmm. uh his name is Sean C and he recognized he was saying that he recognized one of the sample from a movie but the movie was some like abstract like bollywood movie and there's no way that he would have known that was a movie that like where he sampled it from so basically he got exposed for faking his reveal on that one which is pretty funny but you know what but, i mess with sean c I yeah he's one of my of favorite YouTubers. That, that, yeah but still that that was uh that was an l <laughs> yeah, it was funny. It was an L, but you know what? And that's the thing with Madlib. He always he's always grabbing these obscure samples from places. Yeah. It's it's genius because he doesn't have to pay royalties for a lot of this mm -hmm. stuff because exactly. nobody knows it. Nobody knows where it's but coming from. You know from. who else is a genius sampling? Pete Rock. Kanye West. Oh Kanye my West. goodness. And Could that it is be? coincidentally our next album, also from 2004, we've got a double album for this year. Kanye yeah. West's The College Dropout. Wow! Can we talk about that transition? Actually, no, we can't, because we thank you. For we that. have to. We have to move on. Um. Anyways, so uh, yeah, Kanye West, uh, Jesus walks, walk through the or through the wire. Sorry about that. Um, very iconic tracks from this album. And can we just take a quick second to mention through the wire was written and recorded while his jaw was clamped together because of that infamous car accident that happened in L.A. Um, yeah. Great stuff, Kanye. Anyways, good, yeah. good car accident. Good, good. Can I shout out to the driver? Shout out to car accident. <laughs> shout out to taxi drivers, man. Dude, always, for real. Noise, noise. I got a story, but I'll go ahead. It. Let's see it. No, right no, now. No, no, no. Right it, now. It's it. I mean, okay. Well, one time I was I was in a taxi, right? And I used to always take the taxi to go home. And this one guy. He was driving like an absolute moron, and he's like, and he has the gall to flip people off on the highway. And then for some reason, he stops at a house, and he's like knocking at the door, and he's waiting. I'm like, and I'm sitting there thinking, like on my phone, I'm like, I don't care about you, like your broken marriage. Just take me home. <laughs> like this isn't the time. What the hell are you doing? Uh, and then eventually, <laughs> he takes me home. But like, 
It was so. I hate. I hated it, man. Taxi drivers. The city bus is always better. But yeah. Uh, so let's... back to the project. No. Um, no, no, no. Yeah, it's back to the project. No, no yeah. more taxi. No more taxi. No more broken no. jaws and taxi and broken marriages. We're but, going but to. But now his Kanye's project jaw is fixed. Now it's fine. He's got fixed, but his marriage is broken. Exactly. Shout out to Bro can't win in life. Shout out to Kim K. Alright, so back to the back to the project. I feel like Phillips mentioned two great tracks from the album, but personally, I feel like some of the more um low key cuts on the project are some of the best tracks on there, like Family Business and uh Last Call, which is basically one of my favorite Kanye songs ever. Mm -hmm. Which is um basically just the genius documentary on netflix it's basically that but summarized in the very short length of 12 minutes which is <laughs> which is short. a pretty you know average for a song i'd say you know yeah you know and yeah, even so. even that first three minutes where it's actually kind of like a track and not just narrating i feel like some of the bars on there are really good he flows really where well like the the miracle whip bar is really funny and that's something that goes on throughout the album the humor the humor yes. is something that's amazing throughout the whole album it, the whole album is filled with witty uh, uh like bars. just yeah funny bars it's like, like it's intentionally corny but clever and that's exactly that's what we expect from this that's like kanye at his best like his i think the most recent example of that that actually like went over well was his uh feature on the that that, that latest uh, playboy cardi album where he says uh you always talking to me about buddha you a buddha pest and i'm like <laughs> yeah. i'm like that's a that's that's funny i like that but yeah uh not only that it was a super refreshing thing for the time it was mm -hmm. not it's very the, different very refreshing different. yeah different like, definitely hot. like topically i thought it was I think it was a definitely a, 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 fresh, a fresh, a breath of fresh air, uh, a fresh of, <laughs> breath of fresh air. Yes, and uh, I think that's something that uh, he he said. I don't remember where he said it, but you know, at the time, a lot of rap was based on drugs. Well, not very drugs, but women and gang. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and a lot of, fine, uh, and he started to indulge in topics that. He, he he didn't want to lie. He basically just was himself. himself. Exactly. Exactly. It, it, was, it, was, it was. Yeah, it was yeah, stuff yeah. that people would go th like regular people would go through, like spaceship, where he's talking about like the the working at the gap and, uh, and or like, like I'm breathing in and breathing out, like everybody breathes, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and everybody has ludicrous on their songs. It's just and, yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's just where, him. Where's, where is ludicrous, man? Him, uh, just... I don't know. Oh, by the way, yeah, but like speaking of ludicrous, um, feature on Breathe and Breathe Out, um, and other features, incredible features on this album, um, yes. like Jay Z, Jay -Z Ivy, Talib Kweli, Common, Common, Def, Freeway. Freeway did pretty well. He was a rock. What's what's the what's the girl's name on All Falls Down? Her uh, Selena Johnson. Infectious. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. The vocals on on All Falls Down are so addictive. And the the the, the, the it's a very thoughtful song too. And mm -hmm. not only has the content of this album aged really well, but so is the production. 
This was mm -hmm, the production is timeless. It still sounds timeless, and even the production that Ye was doing on Jay Z's albums, on uh, The Fix, and other people's. I don't think that was not I think that was uh, two thousand five, but still around the same time area, time time period mm -hmm. where he was messing with this sound, this soul chopping sound. It's aged super well. It still sounds fresh to this day, and that's something you can't say about a lot of uh, like mainstream pop rap that was oh it's extremely time. great and so lexi's favorite it is not my favorite kanye album we're going to talk about that one shortly but yes. let's move on to our next album which also contains kanye west throughout the album b by common And another album with thoughtful, forward-thinking lyricism, fantastic production from Kanye, uh, and just uh, it's in a similar level of greatness from a more seasoned rapper at the time who had released four or so albums before, Mr. Common, also from Chicago. Uh, there's not much to say on this album, I feel, because it's... It really speaks for itself. I love I love Common's delivery. I love his thoughtful, uh, you know, his lyricism. I I like uh, e even when he's not thoughtful on here, he still he grabs your attention. His delivery mm -hmm. makes you want to pay attention because he's always saying something. It's about what he's saying. He's really he's really he's like one of hip hop's true hippies in a good way. Mm -hmm. He's about yeah, that's true. Message. Like every time I turn on this album, like the album cover is just common smiling, which is exactly the mood the album puts you in. It's just yeah. an, a happy album. All the songs are catchy, smooth, and you have that Ye production throughout the album. I was surprised because actually Ye has a couple features on this album yeah. vocally. He's all throughout the album production-wise, but vocally, I think he's only credited on one song. But he's on Go. He's on. Uh, he's on two other tracks. I can't remember their name. The one with like a live performance the or something. Food? The food, yes. And there's another one, I think. I can't remember and, though. But uh, they say, um, they say, they say. Yeah. With yeah, uh, John, yeah but that one, John that one's Legend. credited though. That one is credited though. Yeah. But there's a, there's a. But yeah, that's this album is short. It's uh, it runs around forty minutes if I remember oh. correctly. Short, sweet, quick listen, fun listen. It's like one of these rap albums that you can, like, you can put around like your family. Like, yeah. you wouldn't, you wouldn't put some Death Grips or some yeah. uh, Scarface around your family, but you would put some Common, like in the car. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure, even old, uh, older guys who listen to rock of country would like appreciate our, our, some good old like Common. Like our dads, our dads, like our dads, yeah. Yeah, which dads. is funny actually. I just want to say something, but. Actually, I'll keep it for later when we're talking about that yeah. album. But uh, yeah. all right, so uh, I guess I guess we we said what we had to say about Common. But and also, also, oh, this I don't know. Uh, it's a great album. Listen to it. Listen to Common. Uh, Definitely. I want to get that one on the vinyl for sure. 
Oh yeah. Definitely should be a pickup for you. Yeah. I I, I think it'd be nice. You know, I I want to. And listen, 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 listen here. This is a a serious message to anyone listening to this. I don't care who hears this. If you're a robot, listen quickly. Listen carefully. Mark Zuckerberg, listen up. Yes. You robotic no friends loser. Listen up right now. Tommy was a member of the Soulquarians. If you're a part of if you were a part of the Soulquarians, you are an immensely talented be- god of music. Not even a being, a god. Not even a being. He says he's called common, but really he he's not the common man. No, he's no. a common Quite deity. Uncommon. But do you know what else has something in common with common? No. No? Do you do you want to know? Yeah, sure. Um sure. the length of this next album, also running around 40 minutes, uh Jay Dilla's 2006 Donuts. Oh, also, oh, I just thought of something. Uh Jay Dilla was also part of the Soulquarians like Common. Perfect. He's Dang. also a god. Yes. Common, common, common. Here is Donuts by Jay Dilla. Alright, so Jay Dilla Donuts. Where can donuts. I start with this? Guess I guess I can say I love donuts. It's basically a donut. The whole flavor? album Donut flavor. And it runs throughout the album, it's basically a circle. It makes the album a circle? comes back full circle. It comes back full circle, bring back the idea of a donut. And what's special about this album is that it's the only album that we're going to be covering today, which actually has no lyrics. It's only um, instrumentals. Yes. Yeah, and it is honestly one of the best albums all time. No genre crossing. It is amazing. Um, Like, the sampling on this is genius. I remember Alexi telling me that uh, the way he samples... um, it tricks your it's mind. It's kind of like, yeah, it tricks your mind into, like, thinking he's saying title, stuff. Like, with yeah. the song titles or whatever, whatever, and it's actually saying something else. This album is, it, it's, sampling is an art, ladies and gentlemen, boys and grills. It is an art, and it shouldn't be su- such a pain in, in, it shouldn't be such a, a thorn in the side to clear samples, but because you, you just put this album on and you're like, wow. Like, a lot of people say that sampling is lazy and, like, no effort, but you listen to this album and it's just genius. Like, he was making this album and he was in the hospital. I watched a short video on YouTube and uh, it was actually, I don't remember what he was suffering, but he was sick and he had a certain number of months, days, weeks to live. And he was actually, it was a race against the clock. This was... The last piece of work that he was going to put out like before he died mm-hmm. and uh i think he died a couple days after the album's mm-hmm. release mm-hmm. and um he uh, like he was in the hospital and he was asking people to bring his stuff bring records and he was sampling in the hospital and he was sick and he was still doing this album this like i, I still remember the first listen of it i love this album so much it was actually I had I when I first started my record collection, I think it was the second one that I got, just because I I I had 
I, my first listen and when I got the vinyl were probably a month apart. I just love this album so much. It's such a casual listen. Like the tracks, there's so many tracks. I think it has almost 30 tracks and they're very short tracks. They're very short songs, but they flow so well. The whole album flows so well. Because each instrumental idea, it goes on for as long as it needs to. And mm-hmm. it def- I feel I, f- I can feel the influence of this album in, you know, records that take a similar, not just a similar style, but also are very short. I definitely feel like there's some J. Dill inspiration, like uh, some some of the latest uh, Earl Sweatshirt uh, mm-hmm. material and other stuff and other instrumental hip-hop albums too if you this and dj shadows introducing this should this should get you into instrumental hip-hop it's influential it's fantastic it's 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 perfectly produced it's and it's also perfect for i think for doing many things i mean the fact that it's just instrumental is just it could be just background music even though you what could listen it listen to it um for for anything i mean cleaning your room driving around in your car going to do the groceries just vibing having a glass of wine a glass of whiskey a glass of rum a glass of rum and coke who knows i mean it's just such a yeah and i think i think some tracks even though some tracks sound so differently it like it feels like one song to me even though it, it stops and stuff like i can't listen to donuts just like and stop it at one point i have to listen to the full 40 minutes of it just because it it just feels like one like a donut you just don't eat a bite and finish it for later eat the whole box exactly until until you you get too much sugar and then you have to hold your stomach in your grandmother's apartment because it hurts but you still can't stop there's one more left you have to take it. Take it. And it's yummy. And the pain. Also, before we transition, I just want to say time. The Donut of the Heart is probably my favorite uh, hip-hop instrumental ever. It's so good. Yeah. I like that right. stuff for myself. I, I guess we can move on to the next one, which is uh, something Alexi will, uh, will be happy to speak about since... Uh, huge southern hip-hop fan we can move on to mm-hmm. underground kings by ugk self-titled ugk by ugk underground kings by underground kings wow it's a double album Another example of a classic double album, Underground Kings by Southern Hip Hop Legends, UGK. Two of my favorite rappers ever. Bun B, Pimp C, doing what they do best for two hours. And it's their best produced material. It's some of their best topical songs. It's thoughtful, but it's also a southern hip-hop album you get those typical themes that that sound that very smooth uh, those twangy guitars the 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 sequence drums and those those heavy heavy accents especially scarface production yeah scarface produced a couple tracks Mm -hmm. here 
and uh production is great throughout the album oh my god the production it's like it's southern fried in the best way possible it's ear candy and like good old I, kentucky fried chicken oh yes and this album well it's not influential because i mean it's 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 ugk as a duo is their influence is not tied to one specific album i think really their seminal album even in uh, in an interview with in a bun b interview he said uh yeah i think riding dirty is the seminal album and i can see why it is a great album it has my favorite ugk song on it pinky ring but it's to its benefit it is rough around the edges sonically but i think a longer album with cleaner production is uh that's 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 something i would uh i gravitate towards and i think this is their best project yet i think um it's it's just it's everything you need in southern hip-hop and not only that but i feel like this album because four months after it would release pimp we would lose pimp c to uh an overdose and i um feel like it was like a perfect goodbye in a lot of ways because it was a huge material it was a huge album and great guest verses from uh guys like slim thug and uh i mean well i i can't remember any of the names because like because they're really the star of the show it's just them doing what they do best just li just listen to just, just listen to ugk i'm this is ugk propaganda and I'm at your door harassing you, and you have a shotgun. Yeah, from, from what I've heard from it, from what I've heard from it, it's uh, a, a really great project, and it, it's actually making me more curious and invested into the Southern hip-hop scene. Like, I didn't know any of, I didn't know many Southern hip-hop uh, MCs before Alexi introduced me to UGK for this project, actually. But um, it's, it's really oh. making me curious. I've got a bunch of them on my list that I need to listen to. And uh, also, play, play. also, also, international players anthem. Yeah, big I was hit. about to mention that. Yeah, one of the big, one of the best rap songs ever written. Produced by DG Paul, and Juicy J of Three Six Mafia, featuring another excellent, uh, even I would say objectively, well, not object, a, a better uh, outcast, outcast. Outcast. Yes. With a great Andre 3000 feature that's drumless and, and uh, fantastic, beautiful instrumental, uh, charismatic verses from Pimp C, from everybody really. I must say, uh, probably one of my favorite songs on that album. It's one of my favorite songs, mm. period. Exactly. It's 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 amazing. Just just southern hip hop is awesome. It's it's and kind the, of it, it's a change, you know, from It's cool. from other 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 genres of 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 rap and hip hop. I mean, you've got um your typical mumble rappers, you've got your uh 60 years old. Um, <laughs> no. no. I'm I'm kidding. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just it's different. It's definitely a another side of the 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 rap and hip hop world, yeah, it's it's from the south. It's yeah, I guess this is the again like what back in '92 when uh, they first debuted, they released their debut album. It was I think Pimp C was probably the first guy to say, yeah, this is this is country raps. 
it's country reps because it's southern and it's smooth it's like country mm-hmm. and they're fr- actually from the south which you can't say about bone thugs and harmony because they are from the midwest and ohio so i don't know why you would be considered southern hip-hop but i will fu- <laughs> <laughs> okay, censor yourself real quick yeah cut that part but I'm yeah censor but yeah just just listen to it and and listen to it please. you know how much do you know how much it sold first week approximately no not really uh it probably but i do know how much our next album sold first week the carter three by lil wayne which actually sold over a million copies wow wow yeah, first wow. day first hour mm-hmm that's not true. I'm a venereal disease, like a menstrual bleed through the pencil and leak on the sheet of the tablet in my mind. Cause I don't write shit, cause I ain't got time. Cause my second minutes, I was go to the almighty dollar and the almighty power of that ch 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 So the Carter three, the Captain He was everywhere. He was in France. He was global. He was star. Like that hip hop album. I think the only one that sold more than the Carter Three was Eminem's uh, "The Marshall Mathers," but the Carter Three, insane album. It basically changed the whole of pop rap. Like rap started to get a lot more radio play when that record came out. Like it had every white soccer mom playing some of his tracks. Like oh, it's yeah. just crazy. What are you gonna say, Lucy? Is, is that true? Were there? Karen's bumping this album or well I oh, I've, can't I've confirm seen lots of stories it, but this definitely must be true and they're definitely no it's true it. it's true I've seen lots of stories on the, the internet although you can't believe everything you see on the internet but lots of people I've seen some Instagram posts about like the Carter 3 how huge it was and there's videos of like moms dancing to like six foot seven foot and just like it, it was everywhere, it was that was the Sakura Four. Oh, okay. Whoops! <laughs> Whoops! Mistake. All right, all right. The project's done. The crown. Uh, two out of ten. A little something for everybody, but really, seriously, this album was everywhere. Everyone's heard a Millie. Everyone. A Millie. Three P two probably. Lollipop. 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 And that's the thing about this album. That one's not in the Carter 4. I don't know I knew that. Oh, yeah, for sure. And the Millie, too. That's definitely on the Carter 3. Yes, uh, it is. And, and this album, unlike, uh, you know, some of the albums we've covered, it hasn't aged as well because it is a mainstream. It, it's, a, it's, it's, yeah. it's a pop rap album from the late 2000s. You're going to get some songs that don't. It's a sound of the era. Yes, it's very much born of it. But some some songs have still they still sound great to this day, especially mm-hmm. the Kanye produced songs in here, mm-hmm. which there are oh, at yeah. least there are two uh, comfortable and let the beat build. And a lot of formulas are the formula of this album. It's got a little something for everybody. Not a little something for everybody, but. I mean, it's... you could say No, that. it is. It does have a little something for everybody. I mean, there are some love songs here and there, I guess. But it's, 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 I mean, it's a pop rap album. But if, you have also... some, if you have songs on the radio, that pretty much means it's for everything. It's for Definitely, everyone. Yeah. If, you get, if, you get that radio, if you get that radio play, everyone's going to be hearing your, your track, your single, your song, whatever. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's on the radio consistently, there's a reason it's there. Yeah. Maroon 5. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Maroon 5? Yeah, it's, the there to, it's there to make the masses suffer. But the Carter 3, it's also a Lil Wayne album, which means you're going to get a lot of funny, clever mm-hmm. one-liners, yeah. great flows. I think, I think, I think this, th- none of this album was written. None of his verses were written. I think oh, he, he just started... freestyle all? Yeah, which is what he does all the time now. Like, I think in yeah, the, the mid-2000s, what... he stopped writing. I think that's writing. what Kanye did, except for fantasy. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I, th- I think, I don't know. I don't know. I don't... I'll, I'll look into that, but Lil Wayne, this, like, he, he It's a great was... pop rap album. It's a great pop rap album, for sure. Yeah. Lil Wayne is, it's just, it's clever, 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 clever bars. And yes, there's some songs on here where he slaps on the autotune and it doesn't sound that great. But you know what? Sometimes it is fun for a laugh because it sounds mm-hmm. so ridiculous. And the product of the era. It's a product of the era. Also, Dr. Carter is one of the most creative concepts for a hip-hop song i've heard uh and 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 it's it's bangers 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 great features too from t-pain from babyface buster rhymes and and Jay-Z. whoever else and jay oh and jay-z too i forgot yeah on the song mr carter because both of their mm-hmm. last names are carter but they are not mm-hmm. related and i think i, th- I think it's just it, it there, I, th- I think Lil Great. Wayne has better albums that have aged better mm-hmm. than the first, like the first two Carters. I think the I think the Carter Two is his best. Yeah, I think this is his best, like studio album, not his best overall mm-hmm. project. I think that would be the Drought Three because that is an amazing mixtape. But uh, I've never listened to that. I'll have to listen to that. Oh, it's 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 wow, it's so good. But it is an essential listen. There are some of the most essential hip hop hits. Of the two mm-hmm. thousands are on here. There's no reason you shouldn't listen to it. And yes, it's not deep. It's not thoughtful, but it doesn't have to be because mm-hmm. it makes up for that because it's clever and there's a lot of technical ability behind. You know what else is 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 definitely should be a listen. No. Oh. Okay. Continue. Hey. Are you sure you want to know? Hey. No, I don't want to nah. know. Oh, okay, okay. Actually, I'm I do know guess. something, though. You know what, what is thoughtful? What? Me. Our next album. No. Man on the Moon by Kid Cudi. Kid Cudi? Neil Armstrong. Can we talk about this album? No. No. All right, everyone. Thanks for watching. I hope you had a good day. <laughs> no, but seriously, some of Cuddy's biggest hits. Um, I'd say his biggest hits. Yes. Yeah. Nothing will ever top Day and Night. Day and Night, Intergalactic, Cuddy's own Pursuit of Happiness.
I am ecstatic. The soundtrack right to now. my life was also huge. Soundtrack to my life. I am ecstatic right now. Um, I I'm lost for words. I mean, this again another way that we see that an artist uh, mixes up things. We have this new uh, modern slash classic type of album. We have a. Uh, Oh, this... I think it pretty much popularized uh, auto-tune rap, you know? It had, uh, like, mm. you could... Not, not auto-tune rap. Um, Being uh, melodic. Yeah, that's melodic. what I was going to say. Yeah, and melodic. melodic. Yeah, Putting, yeah emo- melodic, emotional in tracks. Like, I think this and 808s and Heartbreaks pretty much shaped what we see today with a lot of artists like Juice World, Travis Scott, um, mm. Lil Uzi. A lot of these have publicly went and said that uh, Kid Cudi, Man on the Moon 1 and 2 were some of their favorite albums growing up. Like a lot of the, uh, I wouldn't say old heads, but people that listened to rap at the time didn't really mess with the sound that uh, Cudi was going with there, saying it was too monotone or like too much an auto-tune. And it, it, he that brought boy, subjects. Music. Yeah, it, it brought up subjects that you didn't really see in rap. Like all of the ones we were talking about were pretty much like, um, very very masculine, very macho. Yeah, very masculine topic. But there we see Cuddy going into more vulnerable subjects, and I feel like that's what really succeeded with this album. Like you, you can see Cuddy really putting feelings inside of him, where you, you didn't see at the time. You know, it was yeah. it was very revolutionary. It was a and change. Although, yeah, although I a lot of people prefer the second one. I think the first one is yeah, a classic. This- Definitely, first one is very classic and has this, a very vibey feel to it, kind of like a yeah. an outer spacey feel. Definitely, yeah. um, mm-hmm. it's also very unique. Very synth heavy. Yeah, it's also u- it's sonically very unique. And like, I think that so... the album cover is definitely interesting as well, bringing oh, this concept sure. of like half mm-hmm. um, moon, half his face in this type of space scenario. Yeah. Also, I mean, the it, this album is such a huge vibe. That there's this mm-hmm. guy on YouTube who does these 10 second album reviews and he oh, yeah. this album and he's like this marks the invention vibes and yeah, I've seen he said video that, it's a good video and and, uh, and and like I've heard so many stoner like I know I know quite a few stoners good stoners they're nice people and they're responsible just mm-hmm. a, just just a nice and a heads up but they they say uh I don't remember which song it was, but I was in a Discord voice call with a guy, and he was like, this was the first song I ever got high to. And it was a Kid Cudi song off this album. I know... Probably Pursuit of you... Happiness. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Soundtrack to my life. Or soundtrack to my life. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's good, what songs are good to stone to, because I don't stone. <laughs> Man, and I've, I'm... Never li- I've never listened to music in my life, either. But, <laughs> but you know, this album, this album is Vibes. It's sad vibes, but uh, I, good I vibes. honestly get more of like summer vibes from this this album. I, I wish like... I wish this album was about. I feel like it's more winter. Uh, I feel like it could I just summer. I just feel like I could just play this album during the summer and just have a relaxing afternoon playing, I don't know, a spike ball or having a, a drink or two outside. I don't think so. I have to disagree on that. I have to say it's more of a winter vibe. You think? You think winter is more isolated, cold, lonely, where this album touches on subject more about mental health, yeah. bad boy vibes. 
I, I, I understand what you mean because some of the hits like Pursuit of Happiness soundtrack exactly. to my life day and night are very popular but if you listen if you actually listen to the song yeah they're not as happy and like oh yeah i've got some issues that everybody's just let's go kind of like exactly. the same thing with uh what's the song outcast for his double meaning on it where it's like oh you're listening to the music you're not listening to the lyrics mm-hmm. you don't listen to what i have to say and stuff that's like, why i have to disagree but yeah yeah no there's definitely yeah. two spectrums to it and this album in general just it feels rich. It feels plentiful. It's like autism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what else feels rich? Money. This next album. This next album. It's the best hip hop album of all time. No. Of all time. Of all time. I'm going to have to agree. Of all time in the year it was released, but not even. Because the Roots came out with an album, and the fact that we don't have the Roots on here is sad, but I can, uh, but I understand why. I'm living in that 21st century, doing something mean to it, do it better than anybody you ever seen, do it, screams from the haters, got a nice ring to it, I guess every superhero need his theme music, no one man should have all that power, the clock's ticking, I just count the hours. Alright, so, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy by Kanye West. Such a such a rich, fancy name for the album, and I think that's how it describes the album the best. This whole album just sounds like a royalty. It just sounds grand. You start off with one of the best intros of all time, that dark fantasy. It's such a great intro with the harmonizing vocals, and it's just crazy, and you move on to Gorgeous, which I think is Kanye's most, like, lyrically his best lyrical song like some of his best rhyming some of his best lyrics and i think that the production on devil in the new dress power power is one of the best produced hip-hop songs Definitely. in my opinion like you have that radio cut that's like very short but it cuts out that beautiful synth uh outro by mike dean it's just so good mike dean is one one of the best producers of all times as well just had to say that a it's god most... of the synth exactly the synth god and i just i feel like the whole album has that loose concept tied to it where you all brings it to runaway runaway is kind of like the main focus of this album and for good reason this uh, this song is my favorite song all genres all time it is a nine minute long and Alex will say, Oh, but the outro is too long, but you know what? He's he's just wrong. He's just like he's just wrong. It's just ableist. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? You call me ableist. He's just autistic, you know what I'm saying? No. <laughs> yeah, he's just but, beep. Uh, no. Um yeah. It's just amazing. It's just he the whole album points to runaway has zero skips. Lost in the World is a great outro. And now we'll let Alexi uh, speak his mind on the record since Alexi disagrees with me on that uh, heavily. It's an amazing album. 8 out of 10. You know why? <laughs> Wrong. Wrong. I'm, I'm correct. You know why? You know why? Because the mastering on all of the lights is garbage. Lost World is... Uh, the poetry, I find, is uh, oh. stupid. 
I I don't like I don't like the vocal harmonies either. But you know what? Dark Fantasy again, amazing. Actually, has co-production from Marissa, Tang, and Gorgeous has the 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 arguably the best rapper from Wu Tang, Raekwon. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you know, I'm I'm just uh, I'm 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 nerding out, boys. I'm nerding out. So this album, it was also like a second wind for for Kanye, because. After 808s and Heartbreak, he was kind of counted out of the rap world. Yeah, he was he was a little was bit like, down in the dumps for for mm-hmm. a short uh, yeah. short minute. And it was it was like it was like his second wind almost. Mm-hmm. Almost it was. It was and it was revival a huge... of his career. Yeah, it was his redemption arc because definitely uh, Kanye. I don't remember where I seen it, but. It was kind of like life or death this album to him because um, he was in a really dark place at the time. He had a um, he had just broken off his engagement with his fiance. His mom died. He was he delved into alcohol and drug addiction, and then a whole drama with Taylor Swift happened. Yeah. And then the whole world was against him, so he went to Jap- Japan, and there he had some suicidal thoughts, and then he went back to Hawaii. And the rumor was, now this was never confirmed, but the rumor was that um, if this album didn't succeed, he was going to off himself and um, just just die because he didn't want to be in a world where his whole career was ruined and everything. Luckily, the, the album turned out to be the, the greatest hip-hop he, album he of all time. so hard for, I mean, if mm-hmm. you've watched the documentary on Netflix, you can just tell it's like how far he'd come from and how difficult the journey was coming all the way from Chicago, being a, a small young producer and no one believing in him and everyone telling him that, Oh, you're only going to be a producer. You can't rap. You can't do this. You can't do that. Stick to producing, produce our beats and we'll scam you and pay, we'll scam you out of, um, out of the, your beats and we'll pay you uh, We'll underpay you for your work and your crediting. And, and I mean, just to see like how well he did, on his album, on this album, and how well he did with his career in general, just amazing to see. And I feel like it has everything. It has hits. It has the more lower tracks, like "Lost in the World," which I know Alexi dislikes, but it is top ten Kanye for me. I just love that song, Bon Iver sample. It's just amazing. And then uh, you have more, um, more thoughtful tracks. I would say, well, not thoughtful, but yeah, yeah I think gorgeous. gorgeous is pretty thoughtful. Yeah, gorgeous. And you yeah, have some like very the... grand tracks like Dark Fantasy and mm-hmm. uh, Devil in a New Dress. And then you have more hits like Power and All the Lights, which I know Alexi hates, but yeah, All I the Lights. To I like I, All the Lights. I, I definitely also like All the Lights. I like the, the Power. Alexi is in the minority. Alexi is in the minority. I am the sole minority on this podcast right now, too, so um with what I'm, I'm not an ethnic minority oh right yeah you have uh you have <laughs> yeah. autism i have adhd yeah, I i'm kind of kinda like the you're it's like it's like can hispanic, hispanic. people say the n-word yeah <laughs> and you know what and you know what's interesting by the way and you know fat joe is not a black person but he says the n-word like five million times in each song and that's because for some reason in New York City, Puerto Ricans can say the N-word, and you cannot tell them otherwise. They will fight 
It will beat you to death if you say Something with 6 otherwise. 9 I think. 6 9 is Hispanic. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why that's why he got it. That's why he got away with saying the N-word because that's why Big Pun got away with it because and that he was it was a monster MC. But anyways, uh, this anyways. album this album is uh, great. It's This album uh, is amazing. It's it's very good. It's awesome. You should listen to it. Uh some of the best production. 6 out of 10. Light Six. His, Light his six. best album. His yeah. Light Six on his best album. Um, but six. you know who else's best uh, album is next? Or should I say yeah, his best, best, best solo album? All time. From the, the best greatest rapper of all time. The, the Toronto Canada's native. Too strung out on compliments, overdosed on confidence. Started not to give a fuck and stop fearing the consequence. Drinking every night because we drink to my accomplishments. Made it way too long. I'm floating in and out of consciousness. Whose top five are you smoking on, Kendrick? Because my top five is Drake, 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 Drake. I said it six times, but I am hyped because it is Drake. Now, this True. was. True. So, this was drake's this was like his this was like his moment to prove himself to the mainstream mm -hmm. because he he was also part of that wave that kid cuddy was on as well where he was being more emotional and he was singing more and he was he was mm -hmm. like these these really cool blends of pop rap and r&b that not everybody was accepting accepting of at the time but it definitely set the the tone for a more i i, I guess i guess more singing and more pop sensibilities in hip hop, I guess, and more, you know, a more accepting attitude towards that. Not only that, but it was also influential in the R and B scene because mm -hmm. it had a lot of contributions from the one, the only, Mister The Weekend. Who, yes, House of Balloons is the best album. Oh, it's a mixtape as well. Um, <laughs> but uh, again, this album and Drake in general. This is the definition of of hits, man. It's got it's got hits on hits on hits on hits, groomed to be stuck in your head. This is when Drake was putting in effort on his stuff, man. Headlines. His ghostwriters were putting effort. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely, man. He was paying them well, and uh, they they didn't they didn't leave him after they got exposed. Um. But but my God, headlines is one of my favorite songs. Period. Crew love. It's so great. I'm Crew gonna have to say is... cameras. I am in love with cameras. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's great. Not my favorite from the record, but it's great. Um, I think my favorite. My favorite. What's your favorite? What's your guys' favorite beat from the album? Because the production on here is very forward-thinking. That's a good question. That's tough. That's tough. The one with Lil Wayne. I can't remember the title. The one with Lil um, Wayne. I think he has. Yeah. He has two features, right? He has three. No, I was talking the, about the three. Yeah, with model. Andre 3000. Uh, yeah, Andre 3000 is on his album. He has a great feature. Mm -hmm. I think the model is my favorite the instrumental, though. Yeah, I'd have, probably have to agree with you. Yeah, I think Lord Knows is my favorite beat. It's a, it's a tough that question, one is though. That so good as well, Shout out Just Blue. The production on this album. Like there are a lot of great features as well on this album, from Rick Ross and... Well, Kendrick, Ross, Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar, The Weeknd, of mm -hmm. course, Rihanna. Although the song she's on, I'm not, you know, the biggest fan of. She does great on it. Mm -hmm. uh, Lil Wayne. I love that. 
I love the Rihanna. Part. Can we talk about the feature Bruno. from my favorite? Can we talk about Bruno? And the Drake Anyways. feature on the album was pretty good too, dude. The Nicki Minaj feature, oh my god, wow! It, was, it wasn't bad actually. I know that was good. It's it decent. It's decent, you know. I, I wouldn't mean, moan over it, but I think it's good. No, but I'm just like saying that because like Nicki Minaj is obviously my <laughs> idol. She's a female. Yeah, she's, a, <laughs> she, she's my idol. That's what I said. Yeah. And no, but, um, it probably didn't go through. I think uh, I think something that goes pretty uh, like I don't know I, I, I don't know if I wouldn't say unnoticed, but I think the weekend influence throughout the album, not just on Cruel Love, but you can hear he has background vocals on a few other tracks, and his R and B influence. You see, they're both Drake and Weekend are from the Toronto, from the Toronto are from Toronto, and uh, I mean I you're not like wrong they, when you see they, a Toronto. I mean there only is one. That's for us. That is. We don't well, talk about Toronto's. That. Oh, no. We don't talk about. No. All right. So um. Whatever. So basically, um, Toronto, uh, Drake and the Weekend, collabing on there. So make some great blends of hip hop and R and B, like Alexi was saying. I think Weekend is one of my favorite artists. I think he's my most listened artist of 2022 so far, and I can say. That his impact on there definitely does put the project at my favorite Drake project for me. I think the the sound of it that I wouldn't say it is kind of dark and moody though. It's, like it's some tracks more, are more peppy, but it. But it's like it's like it's like dark and moody, mm-hmm. but it's like mm-hmm. it's like uh, you can like, you know, if you're like a white mom from the suburbs, you can definitely have your TV <laughs> on with a fireplace chant. You have the fireplace channel on. It's midnight. You have a glass of wine, and you're covering yourself in blankets while the kids mm. are asleep. It's got that. Yeah, it's vibe. that kind of dark and moody. Uh, look... <laughs> it's not... And also, I, I think mean, that wraps it up. Yeah, the oh, singing is good too. The singing is yeah, good singing too. Yeah, great. And uh, shot for me is really is it? I don't know, man. Just this album has hits, man. Shot for me is beautiful. It's a nice little song about two people who grow apart. It's not as childish as like Marvin's Room. Uh, not Marvin's are... Room. I don't care if it's childish. <laughs> Man, I just I'm this I... classic Drake. Like, I I was like 14 years old, and I was like, this is I'm too mature for this. <laughs> like, I I like, like I was like I was like I was like I was like grow the hell up, man. And I was it's 14. Drake. It's Drake. Yeah, he, he, he called he called his latest album Certified Lover Boy. I don't think he's, he's ever going to mature. Yeah, and he's thirty six years old calling himself a certified lover boy. Mm. Yeah, yeah I think I, that I, album was at the the peak of his talents. Like after he dropped views, I feel like the quality of the music he realized he could get away with making just generic music and didn't have to put effort into it. But back then you could tell he had that drive, that motivation. Because you know he he would he he wasn't at the top he was making it to the top. Right, he started exactly. from the bottom and then he made it there. You know? Yeah, started from the bottom. You know, the bottom is uh the suburbs, uh, a nice, or uh, you know, family, a child actor. That song, man, started from the bottom. It's so it's so annoying. Like I like the song, but it's like, oh, I started from the bottom. Now we're here, and he paints is like, oh. My my uncle's didn't my uncle didn't have the keys to his cars like starting from the bottom like come on, <laughs> like you know who started from the bottom, like Jay Z. You didn't start from the bottom, Drake. 
man Drake, Drake sometimes sometimes he got hits but sometimes he's he pisses me go no it's because his ghostwriter started from the bottom and they were writing from exactly yeah. they're writing from his basement where he I was like, really? how sheltered are the ghostwriters then? To the point where they think not having the keys to your uncle's car is starting from the bottom. <laughs> you know who else started from the bottom? Me. Mom. Uh. No. So I think. No one. No, no. You know who else started from the from the bottom? No. no. Actually, started. Hendrick Lamar. Also Good down where you from i'm gonna stop it there um wow say the n-word i want to re you don't want to recreate that incident the good kid mad city incident no definitely yeah. went on tour and brought up that don't don't that wanna... white girl yeah, yeah. you don't want to recreate what happened uh on that stage um auntie diaries <laughs> all right anyway shout out shout out to kendrick's new album Shout out to his uncle and his cousin. For forgetting the keys to his car. <laughs> but that's anyway. That's what I was hoping to say. That's what I, I said. Moving on. Um, storytelling. The rapping. The flows. The features. The hits. Drake! The I think everything. it's Kendrick and his hungriest. The everything. I mean, what can I say? Mad City. Good kid. Poetic justice, money trees, don't kill my vibe. What can I say? These songs, they're so good. I think this is probably one of my favorite albums by Kendrick. Um, sure. The delivery on some of these songs, the flows, the transitions, it's the beats. The beats. Mm -hmm. They tie in so Burrell, well. Good kid. I think that's Kendrick at his hungriest. Yeah, like, yeah. he wasn't quite at the top yet, but he had that. You can hear it throughout yeah. the. the he had that I, What I like about that album, what I what I like about the, that album, is that um, if you see on the album cover, the deluxe album cover, it's Good Kid, Mad City. It's a short film, well, short film, which is, it's which is you watch a film, it's visual, which I feel that's something throughout the album. The album is very visual, like it, the storytelling on this. It's so good. Like uh, the art of peer pressure, I think, is one of my favorite uh, tracks on this uh, project. You can probably you just it. you you can picture it unless you were unless you were born blind. <laughs> <laughs> you can you close your eyes and you imagine yourself the point of view of Kendrick Lamar. It is I'm it is black. such a great track. <laughs> it is great. Um, also, Sing About Me, I'm Dying of Thirst, which is my personal Kendrick's, uh, favorite Kendrick song. The beat on there is, it's so, like, I don't know how to, both, yeah, both. I think, I think the first half is my favorite, though, yeah, by, like, far. Yeah. By miles, but, like, for sure. It runs, it, it runs at 12 minutes, and you honestly don't see it flying by. Like, the whole song, it has, uh... Not interlude, but it has a short pause in between the two halves, and it just runs, man. You listen to it, and you're like, "Wow, twelve minutes!" Felt like a three-minute Imagine Dragons song that you had to 
claw your way throughout because it's so bad. Because you're that in one. because you're in retail and you can't escape them, and it's to the point where exactly. you, you you put your you put your phone camera and you take a picture of your lamp through your pill bottle and you have to post it on your Instagram story. <laughs> <laughs> that is not something. Oh yeah, no. Also, something that is with this album, you have these two songs that are not quite mainstream, but it also had that very mainstream appeal, which I find uh, that his other album, To Pimp a Butterfly, which I prefer, is um, doesn't have that replay value, that big radio hit. This one had all of the big, big, big hits with uh, Don't Kill My Vibe, with um, Mad City, Swimming, uh, swimming Pool, Money Trees, Money Trees. Poetic, Poetic Justice. Justice. She had a great had all the Drake. Had all the hits on there. It was, a, and then the deluxe album with Compton. It's, it's Compton. amazing. Com- Com- no, the Com- recipe, the recipe, Compton's the last one. The recipe is one. Yeah. And my guess, um, this is one of the best albums, one of the best concept albums in hip hop. For it's sure. The concept is gr- very I love, there. I love, I, I, I just love the story it's there it's exactly. a young kendrick and he's like base it's basically about how his his lust his he's trying he's trying to get with this girl he meets her at this party and stuff just right. listen to, just, just yeah drake uh, she, just listen to the album <laughs> drake just listen to the album i'm not going to spoil it for you because it is like a short film and mm-hmm. you know you, you don't want spoilers but like it, it, it leads him down such a, a like a path and he grows from it and it's it's actually kind of essential to listen to his other albums too because they're all kind of like they all follow they mm-hmm. all progress they all lead into each other not like on sing um, about me he references one of his verses from the perspective of one of his other songs i think it was keisha's song on section 80 yeah, he, he, he raps from the perfect perspective of keisha on mad city which no, is, it was it was her sister for sister, my bad, yeah, my bad, my bad. Like you made a song about Keisha, what's wrong with you, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's it's, it's uh... like they all connect to each other, not in like a mm-hmm. Marvel way, because there are no stupid, there are no post credit scenes, and you don't cry <laughs> because there are no post credit scenes. But they all because it's about it's about each Kendrick album is about his where he is at the at that point in his life, and where in his his growth, and it's like tracking it. Especially on this new album, like you need the, this new album that came out like two or two or three weeks ago. He, you need the context of the of what he was talking about, where he was at during the during the release of of his previous albums. But my God, the the uh, right, it's just and it's not something. He also raps in different char- in points of different characters too, which is like. Which is like the positive, the positive Eminem influence, where he raps in different, like him at a different age, and he like cracks his voice more. And, and, and I love, I love the beat switch in that yeah, city too. He's... I love the features on this mm-hmm. thing too, from Dr. Dre and MC8 and and Drake, Jay Z, Jay Z, yes, Jay Rock. Jay Z is on the bone. He's on the deluxe. On the deluxe. But yeah. still, it does count. On the and remix Jay-Z. of mm-hmm. Don't Kill My Vibe. Jay Rock. J Rock, which I actually learned recently that Kendrick Ghost wrote the verse. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you know. No, what? yeah, he's 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 a dog on this album. He's hungry, like like Justin said. He's he's not at the top, but 
he's definitely Which, almost there with this yeah. one. And J Rock was actually bigger than him, but you know, Top Dog Entertainment is a stupid label, so they're like, ah, you have this momentum going. You are not allowed to release an album for five more years. Yeah, that that's which I just find stupid. <laughs> which is very 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 sad. Like they, you, did you see that? Like the the president, like Punch and Top Dog themselves, they didn't even post the album. Like when the the the, the new album, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, they didn't even post it on their social media. Oh wow! So like, there's probably some beef going on there, and I don't think we'll ever get that 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 Black Hippie album. Sadly. Yeah. No. No, probably not. Because you know, I want to uh, get Kendrick says uh, Schoolboy Q, Absol, J Rock. That's like, would been great. That we're era, gonna get that PG Lang album instead. Uh, I, I guess, <laughs> yes, I don't know. But yeah, thank oh. God he's. But... Oh my, I'm getting pretty thirsty. I kind of feel like drinking a, a McDonald's Sprite like, or something. I feel like drinking. I feel like drinking this next album. It, it kind of like is produced a little bit like like what I'm feeling like having some McDonald's Sprite. Um, this is the Money Store by Death Grips. But the underdog album, the underground album, that was groundbreaking. You see what I did there? No. I saw it. No, that wasn't funny. Pull the drums out. Pull the drums out. Oh my god. But, <laughs> so, my, and, and, and an album that I honestly prefer over the Kendrick album is Death Grips Trio. West Coast Sacramento-based trio, MC Ride, the rapper Zach Hill and, and Flatlander, whatever the guy's name is, on production. This album is not for the traditionalists. No, definitely it's, not. It's very dark. It's very. Uh, it's it's abrasive. It's mm -hmm. loud. Very loud. It's uh, graphic. That album cover, though. That album cover, yeah, with the guy, the dude, the dude in the gimp and the gimp uh, helmet or whatever. Yeah. Uh, that is me. But <laughs> all right. Uh, but... That is Alexei. He said yes. it's not us. Yeah, I I said it. Not not anyone else. Um. So. But my God, if if you're willing to open your mind up to that kind of thing if you're if your iq level is like mine then you will like this <laughs> album a lot because my god it's so it's i i, I don't know man like I, it's just great like it's just great it's very experimental it's weird but in a good way like you have some tracks on there like one of my personal favorites get got that first track it starts off like the way it, it kickstarts the album and like away no other album can i feel like the only other one that just like straight off the bang just like confuses you and you're like what is going on i feel like is jesus by kanye west but i know alexa doesn't like on site i personally love on site just because of how weird it is but this album is just crazy like 
get got if you if you listen to this you'll think what is this that is it's different it's just very and, loud and then you yeah it's to very loud the album and it's like it's like the quietest song on the yeah album. yeah it's get god is the quietest song on the album <laughs> i feel like some songs like i've seen footage i think is the big one off this is very great and i think that's one of the things that makes uh, this album great yes the production is loud special but i think the most special thing about this album is not the loudest the loudness of it is it is mc red's delivery of it his yeah. performance his lyrics yeah it's it's just a, it's it's unique like get got is basically this guy who the whole album is like a, it's like it's like a character portrait of this guy who's like he's he's he sucks he's not a great dude he's he's like he's like a drug addict he's homeless and he's like driving his car and he's like really paranoid and he's seeing stuff that's not there and it's it's really dark it's also surprisingly uh, very internet based too like i think i've mm-hmm. seen the footage about uh if if i if i uh, if i read lyrics correctly which i probably do or don't he it's about like all the awful things you can see on the internet because you can see a lot and a lot of bad stuff on the internet like people including that death grips cover that is thankfully censored yeah the <laughs> their album they released later that year uh-huh. oh man uh definitely look it look it up uncensored uh you will be no 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 no, no. trust me well if you're home but, um... big, yes <laughs> then don't look it up. <laughs> all right then do look it up <laughs> But uh, yeah, honestly, this album loud. I think one of my favorite ones is Hacker. Just yeah. an amazing closer to it. It's uh, I remember actually showing this album to my friend, and uh, I wasn't expecting him to to like it on the first go because Death Grips is not something that you fall upon and you're like, oh yeah, I like this. This sounds good. You have to kind of like have some mental preparation for it. I would say that's what I did. I, I you kind of like have to gradually go two death grips i don't think like if you start off with experimental rap you should start off with death grips immediately just because it's so different and you won't you won't find yourself to like it on the first go but my friend he immediately clicked with it which is something that i was pretty surprised with but uh yeah it's 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 a great project it's great experimental rap i feel like it's probably one of the best experimental hip-hop albums of all time i think i it's one of my favorite albums ever. It's great. It's a 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. I have to give it somewhere around the 9s, just because there's a, some things that I just can't, like, like, 10 for me is just, like, I can't even give Fantasy a 10, you know? Yeah, I give well, Fantasy a 6. Because... Out of 6, I mean... <laughs> it's a light 6. Yeah, light, light six. 6. Light work. Light work. Nah, but this album is crazy good it's uh, definitely something i recommend it's good but, but uh, it's definitely it's not for for casual listeners I it's would not say. for traditionalist it's no. not for somebody looking for a go lucky happy vibe it's not for yeah. imagine dragons fans because <laughs> even though this album is loud it's not it's not dist- it's not compressed to the point where the softer songs on here sound blown out it's not uh, a cliche it's not it's it's uh it's it won't it's good. make you want that music was never invented what it won't make you want uh that music was never invented 
After yeah. listening to this, you know, Wish music was never invented, unlike listening to a single minute of an Imagine Dragons yeah. track. You know, it's not like, wow, I hate white people. Yeah, it's just <laughs> <laughs> very upfront. It's yeah. very upfront. It's, it's, it's great. Yeah. It's a masterpiece. Great. Something else that's great is uh, Chance the Rapper's rapping on Acid Rap. Wow, that was a lot of rap. Miss my cocoa butter kisses. Cigarettes on cigarettes. My mama think I stink. I got burn holes in my hoodies. All my homies think it's dead. I miss my cocoa butter kisses. Acid rap by Chance the Rapper. Now, unlike his most recent project, The Big Day, which was a big flop, I feel like this was uh, a great project from him. Like, you listen to both of these projects and you're like, how can an artist make such different projects on terms of, like, greatness level? Like, Acid Rap was a great mixtape. Like, it's not a, it's not a full-length studio album. It's more of a mixtape. But it is still... We're still putting it on this list because uh, it's, it's, it's amazing. Album quality. It's exactly. Album it's quality. album quality. I feel like this album had... It had the hits. It had that yes. It that, had the, that, that happy vibe. Years. It had that. It had that. It had that happy vibe. You know, like some you, you have them. It's. I, I, sorry. Sorry to cut you off, but. Oh no! It's, go for it. It's. It's also like the common album. It's also an album that I. Not an album. It's. It. it I would put this tape on around the family kind of thing. Mm-hmm. As the, yes, there's swearing, but you know if if you, if your family is cool. They're not, uh, you know, not. I cool. heard Christian. I'm your, I'm well, I mean, Christian this album man. does have gospel influence, but you know, does have the swearing. Up. If, if if your family has a soul, they'll they'll, they'll <laughs> like this mixtape. Yeah, and it has great production. I feel like so th- that intro, like you can hear some yay production, uh, yay influence on the production, has a production section. Credit on it. Yeah, he has a production. I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if he does. I didn't check on it, but if he does, it. it Sounds like Yay Production has some great rapping. I feel like something new is not new, but the eccentric vocals. Like he goes into like vocal ranges and melodies and flows yeah, that his vocal are very himself. unique, very unique for the time. Like I feel like um, very different, but it, it's good, you know. Not like some of the stuff he done in the Big Day, which was just terrible. But uh. I think that's all I have to say about it, unless you guys have other stuff you want to No, say. there's not a whole lot to say about this album. It's just short and sweet. A very like go, go lucky, go happy album. It's short, sweet, very listenable. It's fun to, to just sit down and digest it. I mean, something that isn't intro, short and sweet, song, though. The good ass intro does not have a Kanye production credit on it. It doesn't? That's surprising. Nope. And it does have lots of Kanye influence. I, I thought it did. Yeah. It's right, well, I gotta edit my Yay playlist. <laughs> Alright. But yeah, something that isn't short and sweet. Penata by Freddie Gibbs. And Mad Lib. Dear Lord, one of the best albums, regardless of genre, 
of the 2010s. Uh, still, still unmatched in this in Freddie Gibbs discography. Shout out Freddie Gibbs, Ma- who will be attending the Festival d'été de Québec later on. Uh, yes, in a month or so. In a month. In a month. Wow. In we, just we... just a little bit over a month, about a month and a week. Can't wait nice. for his next project too. Oh yes, we will. All sold separately. Yes, with production from Kaytranada, DJ Paul, and all these other people, inclu- and Madlib as well. But Madlib. Yes, 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 yes. So, 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 Madlib, Madlib. We we covered him already. But like, imagine if he struck gold again. But he wasn't quite as good. But it was still amazing with a completely different rapper, Freddie Gibbs. Who, look, Freddie Gibbs is awesome. He's got a great flow. He's an awesome. He's man. got a lot. To, he's got a lot to say. He's very funny too on social media. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely recommend going to follow Freddie Gibbs on Instagram. It's Don't pretty hard that. to keep up with him though, because his account gets banned every few months. But <laughs> other than that, because of the stuff he posts on his story. <laughs> but my God, he he also can't seem to stop getting into beefs with other rappers. Yeah, uh, unfortunately. That um. Benny the Butcher beef. Very unfortunate, but you know what? You can you can afford the beef when you when you have a an artist that is capable of of producing or should I say, um, making making these uh, <laughs> not producing because that's Madlib's job, but um, making these uh, these great songs and, and albums. Yeah, the album is really people. great. It flows really well produced amazingly oh yeah it's just it's just what you want in a coke rap album you know it's just great him and pusha t i think are the kings of uh coke rap yeah right now i would say yeah right now yeah of the 2010s of the 2010s and my god i love i it's definitely a step up from his previous his previous album and mixtapes because well you know i love i i really liked his cold day in hell mixtape I feel like he really evolved and he gained, maybe not gained, but he definitely showed his perspective on different, on, you know, hustling. And there's a, there's like a, a, a more focus on topics on this album, on this album, as opposed to his previous material. And like, um, and, and, and there's a real is one of the, you know, hardest diss tracks of the 2010s as well. Uh, I I love Bruce the story, Jeezy, because they had okay. a label fallout and stuff, uh, and and uh, you know Shane is one of my favorite songs of the past decade. Uh, I I love the story on there. Uh, Thuggin is about how you know no matter it's basically an exploration of the 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 old adage, uh, you know you can take the boy out the hood, but you can't take the hood out the boy. Um, mm-hmm. I also love deeper. What you say your favorite? What would you say your favorite features on there? Each oh yeah, the features on here they're excellent. Uh, my favorite mm-hmm. feature it's so difficult to choose because they're all so great. You got a mix of new voices and legends. Uh, you know, especially there's a lot of features on that last on that title track that last yeah, cut. Yeah, Mac Miller, Darko, Michi, Michi Darko, uh, Michi Darko, uh, Domo Genesis, G Wiz, Cassie Veggies. And Suleiman, Solomon, Solomon, 
That's a lame name. James Whatever. P. Sullivan. <laughs> but, yeah. Absol feature as well. Yeah, the Absol feature is great. The oh, Scarface. Scarface. Danny Brown. Scarface. Danny Brown, I think, is my favorite. I think it's my least favorite, actually. Oh, oh really? I, I love the, that Danny Brown feature. The Raekwon as well. Raekwon oh, yeah, Raekwon. Raekwon is great. Or else Sweatshirt. Everyone does their everyone does their thing. Yeah, there's, there's not the a there's not are... a medi there's, there's yeah. not a mediocre rap verse here. And mm -hmm. BJ's the Chicago kid on shame. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. I'm I'm I uh I don't have pants on right now, so <laughs> I'm gonna keep my composure. But my god. There there's this album is not influential because it's relatively recent and it's it's an it was an underground release. And but do you know what was influential? No. Tell me. Rodeo by Travis Scott. My granny called. She said, Travi, you work too hard. I'm worried you forget about me. I'm falling in and out of cuz. Don't worry, I'm going to get it, granny. What happened now? My daddy happy. Mama called me up. That money coming and she let me out and made it now. All right, Rodeo. There's... Honestly, like a lot I can say about this album. This album was my first favorite album. I listened to this back, front to back, my first time, I think in secondary three prior to COVID. And it is amazing. Like, as much as Travis Scott is a meme these days with the popular Fortnite stuff and Sicko Mode and all that stuff, which is and a great song, die, although it is people, memed a lot. And people, and people dying at his, uh, uh yeah, his having the post. highest KD of any rapper. Even worse um, than Woodstock. Congratulations, and, uh, man! You suck. <laughs> <laughs> although he does, although he is mean a lot, this project is a masterpiece. It is anything you want. It is the best rap album that there is, in my opinion. Has some of the best production of the whole decade. Mm -hmm. Has has some of like actually has bars on there for a, a a more like less lyrical rapper. Some of the bars are amazing, like. On Pray for Love, no, nah, I'm just kidding. In one of the bars on Pray for Love, you can look that one up, but it's a pretty funny one. But anyways, um, this album is produced amazingly lyrically. It's it's good. Um, I think as it's influential, pretty much changed Definitely. the entire trap scene at the tap uh, at the yeah. time, and uh, it's, all the features on there are amazing. Had some great R and B tracks. Well, not R and B tracks, but R and B influenced tracks, like with Maria. I'm drunk. Has some. Uh, it's has some bangers on there, like Nightcrawler, uh, Antidote. Has some more low key cuts, like Impossible, and I can tell. Has some. It's overall great. It's got vibes. It's psychedelic. Mm -hmm. It's like it's like this at this Atlanta uh, trap sound. Like uh, the sound from guys like Future and Young Thug and Migos and mm -hmm. whoever, uh, taken to a, a a much prettier, artsier level, mm -hmm. and like because it's because the like the vibe is there, but the songs are there too. The songwriting on here is great. Even on the songs that I, which there you know there aren't that many songs on here that I don't like. But even on the songs on here that I'm more iffy on, the songwriting is there. Exactly. It's clear there's like really ambitious structures. There's lots of beat switches on here. And they lead, I mean, the quality of the beat switches are 
you know, they're, they're shaky sometimes. They're steaming but... looks. Oh, for me, I love the beat switch. Like on my on on my this side, I feel like it. Oh, that's beautiful. That's perfectly. a beautiful beat switch. And on nine hundred two one zero as well, which I I probably gladly debate. I gladly debate. Go ahead. I gladly debate nine hundred two one zero is top five rap songs all of, time. Yeah, I would all definitely time. say um, all time. top five. All time. Maybe a little too low, but definitely makes a top okay. ten all for time for, for highest or best. Um, hip-hop tracks of all time is definitely in my top 10 i don't know if i would i mean it definitely is in the top like 20 for well, me in, for sure in the i've not had that emotional connection to it because i've listened to 9021 over a long time my, but I, I've got was it, to... wasn't it wasn't it your first um your first uh vinyl wasn't roadie your first yeah it was vinyl? my first record i got yeah. a rodeo was my first record yeah nice and again it's just it's really it's just like it's a music like the musicalities of the this album the merzik the merzik the cerned of the album of the early... you have that you have that debate with 2015 because yeah you've got t-pab which we're going to talk about shortly which is undeniably spoilers. Spoilers, the, the best album of our whole review of the 2000s and 2010s so far well in the 2030s, pretty much. yeah, in the 40s, and rest of the <laughs> futures, you know. And, I wanna... um, but this album we had to showcase just because it's so good. But as I was going to say, um, Future also dropped an album in 2015, DS2, yeah, and definitely worth it. There was this debate going on, there's there's definitely there's the debate going on with uh, which one is better, oh, Future or the Travis Scott project. And I think it's no competition, like, no, Rodeo just has that, has that upper hand on everything like future i feel like some of the tracks on there were one that dimensional were like were like on this one there's not a single track that you get confused by every song has their own personality every song has their own like has their own like personality own as we said yeah their own world they transport it's, you it's trippy exactly it's psychedelic it's and it's, it's a trap album with a concept too well, a loose one, but it's very, still a very concept, loose. So you know what I was, I was be, thinking yeah. about? I don't know. What were you thinking about? Bring up something quickly. Um, so I was going through the the track list real quick, and I saw mm -hmm. that um, I remember that uh, a thirty five hundred had a, a feature by Two Chains, and I was just thinking to myself, um, recently as we saw it in Metro Metro, um, when Lil Baby was playing a a song featuring Drake, we saw Drake our. I'm not sure what song it was. Anyways, um, Drake hopped out on stage at Metro Metro. And I know this is very like unlikely, but I was just kind of playing the scenario in my head that it would be kind of funny if 2 Chains played 3500 at at Feck this summer and then Travis randomly would walked never out on stage. Oh, I know man. it's so random, but it's it would just I was going over the scene in my head and I would just be like probably one of the funniest things of all time i think it'd be i think it'd be really funny if he uh if he, if he just as soon as he says drinking breast milk from a lean cup there's like a huge splash of milk all over the audience <laughs> but yeah just it's it's in full it, 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 it's just it's awesome it's a great album it's great yes i love this one amazing i love it man you know what um, else I love? Art. No. Um, 
Kendrick, the second time. This guy is amazing. He is. To pimp a butterfly. We are pimping butterflies. Alright, so T-Pab by Kendrick. Um, I'd say, have to argue that uh, this is his best produced album, maybe over um, over Good Kid, Mad City, which I, which is one of my favorite albums, if not my favorite, but I do really enjoy the production on this album, as well as <laughs> the lyrics. I mean, the lyrics are just amazing the it's a lyrical masterpiece the whole entire album um as well as the storytelling as previously with um with good kid mad city he's he's just a dog here as well but i mean he's even higher up he's 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 pretty much reaches his peak here but in his prime in his prime my favorite kendrick album definitely in his prime here it's my favorite kendrick album as well it's like my second favorite album ever yeah, we've had this great. really, really good song. jazz and funk influence. It's amazing. Yeah, soul and soul for sure. Like some of these tracks, man. these walls for you, sure institutionalized. I think you was his best performance on there. Not best track, but best performance. Just the, like the emotion in that track. It's just. The beat switch as well. It just, it just does so something. like it does. It does something. It sparks something inside of you. It's for sure. It's and and of course the main appeal of this album. You got it, you know, and you know this is why it's not as accessible as something like Good Kid, Mad City. Mm-hmm. Is the concept. Yeah. Most of mm-hmm. the songs do not make sense outside of the context of the album. Like, like you have the walls. poem that the, they have the poem throughout the album, which yeah. makes some songs uh, less appealing, I guess, because you don't want to go through like a thirty-second poem yeah. at the end of the track. Which, like, this track definitely doesn't have a radio play, but as its album, as own album, it's a masterpiece. Like, nothing comes close to it in hip hop, in my opinion. Although I do say "Fantasy" is better to piss off Alexi. I do have to say, Two Pimple Butterfly is the superior project. It is. There's not a single bad song on there. The worst song on there probably has a 9.5 out of 10 rating for me. It's it's amazing. Fine. It's great. It's just not as memorable as the other songs. That's the that's it. That's yeah, it's, for it's, sure. You, you like you, uh, I think my least favorite is You Ain't Gotta Lie. Yeah, same. At the mm-hmm. end, but like the whole project, like. The, the storytelling on the, how much a dollar cost and the uh, the anger. You can feel his anger in The Black or the Berry. Like that three-track run of how much a dollar costs, Complexion and The Black or the Berry, is one of the strongest three-track runs in any project ever. Like, I, think, so, I think the whole 18-track run is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> one of the greatest 18-track runs. Yeah, as there typically is in music. But The intro starts you off as it's, well it's very loaded. energetic it's loaded it's a lot to take in there's lots of layers to it it's 
uh, it's it's Kendrick's growth after it's it's basically Kendrick struggling with fame after you know the success of Good Kid, Mad City, mm-hmm. and basically realizing his place, and then he goes he, he just just listen. There's this great podcast on Spotify called Dissect. If you have a hard time putting the album together or you're too lazy to do the work for yourself listen to that uh that that season it t- it breaks it down perfectly but my yes. god i also love that last track mortal man although yes. the uh, the yes. end with the tupac the conversation with tupac at the end which is very special um i do think that the, the song itself before the poem is overshadowed by the poem but that track on there, I think it, it's grown to be top five for me. Mortal Man just has, it, it hits you. It hits me. Like in, I, it's, it just has those, uh, I won't say the lyric because bad word, but um, it's uh, when, the, yeah, it's just great. It, it's just great. Like the, the, the bass line, whatever instrument, I'm not, I'm not the biggest music guy, but the instrument that, the I think it's bass, but the or string, whatever. It's definitely amazing. It's an hour and fifty minutes of pleasure. It's it's a quick it's summary. Sonic- pause, bro. Pause. It's sonically pleasing. It's uh, lyrically pleasing. It's got great, great, uh, you know, work. Great production. Mm-hmm. I, I'm saying the same thing over and over again, but like. But that's just what it is. It's just what it is. It's just the flow. You can only you can only you can only say something is so great without just summarizing the album. Mm-hmm. But like, look, this album was so great that you should it inspired listen to David it. Bowie. <laughs> yeah, you should listen to it. it. Inspired David Bowie on his last album, his final album, Black Star, which was great. You know, an amazing. If you don't album. find that inspirational, then leave. Yeah, you don't have a soul. You're not a good person. Get out of my sight before I do something Erases. illegal. Yeah, it races yeah. for sure. I'll do something illegal to you. So uh, please leave. Now. But wow. Uh you know you know what's also uh you know drug you know you know dr- drug addiction uh for some reason is illegal in uh, some places. And 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 dealing drug cocaine should be illegal. And you know it's it's I'll do something illegal to you. It's it's but you know, I won't I won't like do cocaine in front of you, uh, because that's that's uh, that makes me suffer and it's not good and uh, don't 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 do cocaine guys. But I, do you know uh, who does cocaine? Who did cocaine? Who, who? He's uh, he's he's clean now. He's yeah. been clean for a few years. But he he definitely did do this before. I mean, you wanna... <laughs> it was like that's pretty much what his music was about from like twenty ten to twenty sixteen. Which was the year after 2015. Which was the didn't. year he released Atrocity his, Exhibition. His peak! Danny Brown. Daniel Brownson. Danny Brown. Weird rapper. One of the weirdest of the 2010s. He was too weird until until his uh, his his 30 album, and 
you know, I think I think I think a lot of people can say would say this is his his best work because it's his most experimental. It's his most. Mm -hmm. I mean, like I've, I've I haven't there there are songs on here that are some of the most unique hip hop songs I've ever heard. Like I've never heard a song that sounds like pneumonia, and I don't think I will for a long time. And the uh, the the this album is like it's like a cry for help because it, like a was it was that song dance 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 with the water is that is that what it's called or i think so like maybe that's it. what the water dancing song it's th this lifestyle he's living he he says you know it's like dancing it's like playing with it's like dancing with water and not getting wet which is like you know Dance in the water. Yeah, dance in the water. Not getting wet. This album is just you know it's 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 a it's a cautionary tale. It's the best it's the best cautionary cautionary tale uh, of of uh, twenty sixteen I would say. I think this is a, I think this was one of my first experiences with experimental hip hop. And it really was a special listen. Like, I remember on that first track, Downward Spiral, I was really confused at, like, why do people like this? And now I find myself bumping this track, and I, I love the Trusty Exhibition, Downward Spiral. I think there are some tracks there that are more appealing to the public, like that one with uh, Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, really. Which do. is a, Great a really go and ain't it funny. Ain't it funny also has that more mainstream appeal, but you have, like Alexi mm. said... <laughs> Uh, Nomia, Gold Dust. You don't know about what? Ain't it funny? Uh, being I, don't, I don't think Ain't it funny has any mainstream appeal. I think it, I don't know if it's just me, but I liked Ain't it funny on first listen just because of the intro, the beat. But I don't know if that was just me, but I feel like it's. Oh yeah, it's. it's I would great. play Ain't it funny on the TV and the student. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe those not. usually that's not the kind of horns people are trying to hear. When they're eating lunch. The ones I'm trying to hear. Well, yeah, because you're a psycho. But, uh, yeah, like, tracks like Goldust, like Alexi said, Dance in the Water. I think the whole album is great. Yeah, very Great catchy. experimental. Catchy. Nothing catchy like beats, that. catchy melodies, yeah. catchy vibes. Yeah, and also some good features as well. Yeah. Not many. Mm -hmm. Kendrick, Absol, uh, Earl Sweatshirt. Yeah. Be Real of Cypress Hill fame, who is, of course, a legend, uh, West Coast legend. Uh, there's, 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 it's, it's hard to sum it up. It's, it's such a unique listen. Yeah. But... You have to listen for yourself. Yeah. Yes, you definitely. may not like it on first listen. Yeah. This... But it is, it is great. It is great. In my opinion, yeah. I was kind of like Dustin on the, on the first listen. I was. Um, very confused. I thought that the beats were very funky, very odd, that I wouldn't necessarily be able to see myself listening to listening to in the future. But as you give them multiple listens, that's when you really begin to like. You 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 catch on to it. you. It's like a it's like it's like going fishing. You know, you throw your line in. There's bait on it. And you're like, the fish is like, oh my god, look, food. So he goes to eat the food, and then bang, he's on the hook. And that's that's basically what I am now to this album. I mean, every time I, I 
I get a song that pops up on my my track list of songs, I'm just like, oh yeah, I forgot about this album. It's just a good listen. You know, it's great. It's great. I I wasn't I when I meant confused. I wouldn't. I wasn't meant to. I didn't like it. I w- I liked this album on first listen a lot. That was just to weird it out in a weird way. Intrigued, I would say. Yeah, intrigued would be a better word. A, a nothing sounds better like way it. to put it. There's nothing. Nothing sounds, sounds like, like what? It. Nothing sounds yeah. like. Nothing sounds like. No, no, no one sounds like Danny Brown. No, his voice. No, yeah, his, his voice, voice is voice. very something special. It's raspy. his pen as well. His he very has, raspy like, these, voice. He has these weird, uh, not weird, I would say, but like he has these really raunchy. That that would kind of be gross, but like he makes it funny. He's a really mm-hmm. like the humor. He has very strong sense of humor, like to the point where he has his own like comedy podcast right now that he's doing. And uh, I haven't listened to it. I should because it's Danny Brown. Danny Brown is a great rapper, but I mean, like, yeah. just great. great. I guess I think that's all we have to say about it. To be honest. Yes, another great, great rapper. Another great Kanye rapper. West for yeah. the third time. But we third had to put him. We had to put him. You can't ignore Peepab. Probably the most polarizing album. <clears throat> Tim Peepab by Kanye Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's go to uh, the the life of Pablo by Kanye. <laughs> what is there not to say about the life of pablo i mean life of pablo was probably the most polarizing albums of the last 20 years i mean you have you start off your album which was already controversial to begin with because of the album cover and the drama surrounding it but you start off your album with a great gospel inspired intro and then you move on to one of the best like trap bangers with metro booming production and then you have a remix of the most popular track at the time then you decide to reignite your beef with Taylor swift for no reason then you have tracks like waves with chris brown so you decide to have rihanna and chris brown on the same album during all the drama then you have a great slow track with the weekend high dollar sign Wolves, which has one of the most grand hip-hop beats of all time. They have 30 Hours with a very small Andre 3000 feature, but still great. Then you have No More Parties in LA with Kendrick, which is Kanye at his peak rapping. I think it's one of his best rapping performances with Gorgeous. But um, he actually out-rapped Kendrick, in my opinion. But his rap, but his verse was a lot longer, though. So, yeah. Anyways... And then we finish off with St. Pablo, one of the best outros of all time, top five Kanye for me. This whole album is a mess, but in a good way. It's not cohesive at all. No, no, it, it is not, not cohesive at all. But this I album... feel like that's what, that's what the album is. Though. That's, it's that's messy. It's so yeah. messy and so disorganized and so weird that it kind of just makes sense. In a way, it makes I feel sense. like it's the most Kanye album. It's it's like the man himself, very. Um, it's just... really multi. It's multifaceted and really interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, but I think it's also worth noting that this album, upon release, was not finished. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like got the DLC update. Yeah, the DLC, the nice uh you know the patch, patch. updates. This yeah. this this album got patched for six not six months, for like five months. Like Saint Pablo wasn't even on the album when it came mm-hmm. out. The mixes were worse. Certain features were on the album and not. Uh, wow, what a mess of an album! But mm-hmm. like, so, so I think a good mess. There's some, there's some really great bangers on here. Uh, so there's some really uh, thoughtful, like introspective and... moments, and the features. Oh yeah, the features were everywhere. everywhere. The, the features, but they were excellent. Like a chance mm-hmm. the rapper. Uh, amazing, amazing verse. Uh, he met Kanye West. He's never going to fail, which turned out to be very false. Yeah. Very, very false. He somehow big, still he did fail. to find a way to fail. Yeah. Uh, what an L. Um, <laughs> Rihanna, Kid Cudi on a few tracks here. Young Thug on his small appearance. Again, Chris Brown sang beautifully. but uh, mm-hmm. Designer. We go. I mean, I, mean I, thought, I thought that was future at first. Yeah. On my first first listen, I thought that was future. The one hit wonder himself. Yeah. A tie, again, Ty Dolla Sign, The Weeknd, uh, my God. Oh, and, and Sam, Sam Puff on uh, yeah, yeah. St. Pablo. Hendrick. And also, I, yeah. I, I'm also the production on this album. Yeah, like oh, some yeah. of the best. Production. Yeah, like like yeah, Justin like, said. Yeah. There's a lot of was production all over everything. And uh, yeah. also something I think I feel should be worth saying is uh definitely the uh the drama after the release of the album. He had its updates and then of course he went on his uh, the Life of Pablo tour, which uh, was a disaster. He went uh multiple rants and about Jay-Z, Beyonce, a bunch of stuff. And that's when he got admitted into the hospital. Yeah. And uh, that was the end of the Life of Pablo era. He was not at his best mentally during that whole album. Definitely not. Which, uh, which uh, well, not during this album, but after the tour for this album. Yeah. But um, great album by Kanye. I feel like it's very polarizing, which is why definitely we put it on this list. But, uh, yeah, I don't know how you, I don't know how people can't like this album. Jim, yeah, for sure. It, it's, it's top so, three Kanye for me. I'd say it's top five for me. Definitely top five. I definitely yeah. have it over my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> not me, not me. Fantasy is my favorite Kanye album. But in 2017, we see the goat return, Jay Z, with this album 444. I apologize, off the woman eyes, took for my child to be born, see through a woman's eyes, took for these natural twins, to believe in miracles, took me too long for this song, I don't deserve you. Arguably, the greatest of all time, the greatest to have ever touched the microphone, he's, this was like his, his return, not necessarily a return to form. But like his return to making great albums because he had been on a bit of a decline. Of course, I am talking about Jay-Z, Sean Carter, Brooklyn Stand Up, uh, or Hove, or Hova. Uh, the Goat. The Goat. My Goat. 
not no, I mean, I mean, not not my goat, but one of the goats. Like, uh, uh, Black Thought. Oh yeah, right. This, this is my true. favorite rapper. Uh, but yeah, the four forty four, the album that should have won the Grammy over uh, Damn, I think. Uh, but I think Damn deserved it. It was deserved, a really good des- album. It deserved it, but uh, like I feel like it. you couldn't go wrong with it. Like if you if if four forty four would have won, you couldn't be upset with that. And if Dam won, like you can't be upset with that either. Well, you can't be upset at Kendrick oh, winning. Exactly. But yeah. you know what? You know what? I think I think the Tyler, the Flower Boy was better. I think four forty four was better too. But you know what? Whatever. So again, this album is unlike any other Jay Z album you've ever heard. There are no club bangers. There are no hot radio singles. That you put in the club. There's no big pimping on here. There's no UGK features. There's nothing. Well, I mean, there is something, and there are features. Frank too. Ocean. Frank Ocean. Yay. Frank Ocean is on here. Damien Junior. Gong Marley. Beyonce. Uh, the Dream does an outro on here on my favorite song. His mom. Marcinique. Yeah, that too. Yeah. I, th- I thought you were doing a haha your mom, and then I realized, oh yeah, she's literally pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> but. And also fitting because it's a, she talks about coming out. Um, but yeah, this is his rawest album, I would say, sonically. Because, you know, it's very stripped back. It's like, it gives me Jay Dilla vibes, actually. Because I can see that. It's low, it's lo-fi, not, and the recording is kind of you know, lo-fi as well, I would say. Not, not to a bad degree, but... It's like his most stripped up back album. And it's very because I like how short it is. It doesn't go on for longer than it needs to. Yeah, oh, because yeah. I feel like some of the, some of the songs like Frank Ocean is Grail and Caught Their Eyes. I think four forty four is great. I love I whatever sample there is on there. The story of O. J. is I think was the big hit in there. It's very me. personal though too. Yeah, it's his most yeah. personal album too. Even for like I think I think this album is for the Jay Z fan who is really invested, who's really invested in his story. Yeah. And even though it is his most low key project, it's his most. I think it's one of my favorites. It's definitely one of my favorite yeah, Jay Z projects. Yeah, it's up there. Um, and well, you know, he's not. It's not as flashy lyrically as like. A reasonable doubt, or an American gangster. There's still some super, super clever wordplay on here. Um, again, there's a lot of great messaging, storytelling, like on the story of OJ and on 444, the title track here, which is like a, a, an apology to Beyonce for uh, his infidelities. And uh, mm-hmm. one of my favorite Jay Z songs. One of my favorites. One of like a. One of my favorite songs of the past 10 years, well, not the past 10, of, of the 2010s. One of my favorite songs of the 2010s, regardless of genre, Marcy Me, which is this yeah. awesome, awesome memory, like, trip down memory lane. It's got bars, bars, and bars. It's got wordplay. There's double entendres, as usual, from Jay-Z. It's, it's not as... I, I was watching a review, and I think it's I think he summed it up. The reviewer summed Fantano? it up really well. Yes, 
he said it he summed it up really well when he said it's not so much a jay-z album as much as it is a sean carter album because it's really about him he made this album for him he's not keeping up with whatever trends uh were popular at the time right uh i I mean it's it's everything you want from a legendary rapper at this in like the third act of his career i feel like it's really 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 good i feel like my favorite aspect of it is the short and sweet part like it runs at like 30 some minutes which i feel like is perfect it's just like a quick listen the tracks they're great i love all the features on there are not overbloated there's no, and there's, there's not bad you know, features they sound no, like exactly. samples actually some of them. exactly it's like I, i'm a i'm a frank ocean writer so i love pretty much everything he's on and like this one is no different the track with frank ocean is great smile well put a smile on your face the story of oj is i mean i wouldn't say classic because it's recent but it's it was the big hit it's recognizable everyone knows the, the story of oj Bill Jay's the amazing intro, 444, Family Feud. I feel I feel Moonlight might be the weakest cut on there. I would say so too. Yeah, it's like an unnecessary but, comment on the new generation of rappers. Yeah, because it's not like he has that much to say on it. Mm. And I think he fails to. But other than that, I feel like it's almost flawless. Well, flawless, I, loose term. It's not one of his best, 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 best albums, but. Mm-hmm. That's that's just to speak. That's just that just speaks to his talent because even exactly. something that's not necessarily like one of his best, like one of his greatest greatest projects ever, it's still a pretty great album. It's great. And it's so great. Short, it's sweet. It's, it's nice raw. to listen to. It's raw. It's not long. So if you ever short for time, give it a quick listen. It's half an hour. I mean, you you can't go wrong with this album. You can't go. You know what else is very short? What is? Um, our next album, coincidentally. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's what I was. That's what I was thinking for sure. Yeah. Oh, sweatshirt. Some rap songs. All right, so Earl Sweatshirt's um, Summer Rap Songs. This album for me, I think it's one of my personal favorite experimental hip hop. I think that one is borderline a 10 for me. Every time I listen to it, it grows on me. The sampling on there is great. Honestly, on first listen, I still feel that way now. I feel like if, if um, liminal images or liminal pools yeah, you might want to look that up in case you don't know what they are, but um, this is how this album feels. It's a very sad album, and I feel like what I love about this album is Earl Sweatshirt's monotone delivery. I feel like it's very different. It's very, um, I feel uh, it's very different, and it's very, um, I don't know how to say it, complements the album very well. I feel also his pen game is pretty underrated. Um, great lyricist, uh, great production. Um, I feel like uh, that's what I have to say about it right now. What do you guys have to say about it? I mean, yeah, it's one of the most depressing hip-hop albums ever. 
it's mm. it's not if, if if you went through those feelings you'll like this album it's relatable okay. it's um very very um it's an experience you know like it's not something i care to listen to all the time but when it's, it's when you do it's just it's just it's great it's just it takes you places a very does. depressing a lot of depressing mm. places mind you but it's depressing it's but it's it's lifting it's eye opening it's it's the uh, before last track is very very somber peanut yeah it's a What's red it again? it's peanut i'm pretty sure yeah peanut yeah I'm allergic, I'm allergic to peanuts, so I hate that song. It's garbage. Um, I, I love that song. It's so no, good. No, that, that, that was a I joke. Love I, don't, that I, don't, song. I don't even remember what it sounds like, to be honest. But it just, it just sounds very like, like distorted, and like very just like no, the mu- lyrics, it's, it's real, the lyrics are very, real, very distorted. Right before riot, I feel like it's like the end of before riot. It's just so good. You have to listen to the album. It's very short and sweet. Well, not short and sweet. Short and depressing. Short, yeah. But I would... Uh, it's 25 minutes. There's 15 tracks. So a lot of them are short. But a lot of the songs are really good. Like, I know Alexi's favorite is Red Water. My favorite is The Mint. Deeping Navy Blue. Uh, it's just... Perfect. perfect. Red Water is so woozy. It's yeah, like what a else drunk... Is me yes oh thank you everyone here is perfect no red water me. what were you gonna say no it's just very it's very it's very woozy feels drunk feels drunk yeah feels like uh, drunk i'm drinking because like i'm sad feels like when you also go... the mint the mint i feel like the beat reminds me of maze on the maze or maze what's uh what's it called on the the jay dilla album one of the one of the beats on the J Dilla project reminds me a lot of the Mint. One of the many like beats on the J Dilla album. Mm, yes, there are beats reminds me of the Mint a lot. Many I also beats. love his delivery on there. Or oh, I love this album. Roads on me with every listen. Yeah, I have not listened to it in a while, but you know, I actually might listen to it uh, after we're done. <laughs> <laughs> right before going to bed. Yeah. Jeez, my God. I have like a, I'm gonna have like a lot of nightmares because you can't, you can't. But uh, before going to bed, I would say that we, we move on to our next album here. Um, some of you, probably all of you, know who this, who this next person is. He's he's the creator. He is a creator. His name is Tyler, and he he released an album Creates. called Igor. All right, so Tyler creating this masterpiece. The production yeah. is Grammy winning. Grammy winning. And can we just take a, a little minute to uh, to talk about this amazing person, Tyler, who will go on to win uh, a Grammy for best rap album and proceeded to give a speech um, on hiking, which I found quite interesting. Yeah, Tyler's a personality. 
Tyler is definitely a personality, and he's he's a personality on this album as well. Uh, with it's, the uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. He's Igor. He's Igor. He is uh, Igor. I think, and that's another. That's this album. It's not. It's barely hip hop. Like there's some rapping yeah. here. There's some hip hop influence in the production. That's about it, though. This album is not. It's hard to define because it's its own thing. Like there's some obvious influences. Like his three biggest production influences. They're very obvious. You know, Madlib and Kanye and Pharrell. But he does his own thing with those influences. Mm-hmm. Like he makes this find- album is. It's so unique, man. Like what I find special too about the project is that all songs were written, produced, and arranged by him, which mm-hmm. is you don't see you don't see a lot these days. An album which is fully uh, done by yourself, which I find which is really special. Mm-hmm. I also really love this project. It was one of my first uh, Tyler the Creator projects that I first listened to. I feel like uh, it has some of his best tracks. I think it flows very well. Yeah, it's the um, story. Yeah, it's the story, and then it also goes full circle where the uh, last note played on "Are We Still Friends" uh, matches perfectly with the first note of uh, Igor's theme. So mm-hmm. it's a full circle, which is about the relationship of falling in love uh, with a friend, falling in love, then being friends, but then falling back in love. It's really a, it's a really cool concept to it. I love this. Yeah. Uh, I love this project. The best breakup album of the he's, 2010s. He's over. evolved. Tyler's evolved. Yeah. So much since his days of I'm gonna Goblin. be heavy and say a sense of things. He went so from well. being homophobic to gay. Yeah. But it's a very vibe heavy album. There's so many sure. beautiful songs. For sure, for sure, for sure. Earthquake. It just makes you levitate. Earthquake, New Magic Wand is just so different. It's I wouldn't dark. say New Magic Wand is a vibe. It's not necessarily a vibe, but it's very, it's very different than. I think the vibes on there are that uh, puppet. The... Um, I think puppets running out of time. Gone, gone. Um, thank you. A for sure, that one. But New Magic Wand is just it's it's on a whole different planet. It's not necessarily a vibe, but it's just all, its own thing that sticks out from the the underlying or overlying theme of the album the, the overlying is just the vibe but then you've got this sub um sub theme of i don't know how you can explain it but yeah it's it's like again and and i love the i think the the concept of he see he calls himself igor because because the whole the whole the whole story is like ah oh, it's like I'm in love with this person and like they're talking to their ex or something and mm. they're falling back in love or something and this guy this guy you know it's like oh why well, she's here and stuff this he feels like as the secondary he feels like a servant he feels like an Igor character or something and I feel like he this uh, his album is very relatable to to mm-hmm. what a lot of people are experienced these days yeah or like, or in any time or in any time with the idea of falling in love with someone and then becoming friends and then falling back in love and then you get this deep hole inside of you because you find out something about that person whether it be they're talking to their ex or they've moved on to someone else and it's 
it's very hard jealous and stuff. jealousy is a big theme in this album it's it's very yeah. heartfelt and it's just it's uh it's soulful it's dark there are even some bangers on here like new magic one and yeah. what's good earthquake yeah i wouldn't say it's a banger. Only banger but i would say it's a hit it's a soulful song yeah mm -hmm. and also the features on here they 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 play a super supplementary role mm -hmm. but they're all great Solange. Some of them weren't described. Some of them weren't discovered until like later after it was yeah. released. Cause some of them are so minimal. Like yeah, you like... have a little Uzi Vert on the first track, which I didn't even recognize him. And yeah. you have Charlie Wilson on the Earthquake. You have Solange. You have on uh, Playboy Cardi. Yeah, very recognizable. Yeah, Playboy Cardi with a great verse. You Kanye. have uh, Kanye. Kanye. Yeah. Uh, I, I, it's overall uh, great. And, and on the on the on the final song, uh, the guitar on there is done by Jack White. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, but like, I I think I think Pharrell, I think he contributed vocals to one of the songs. Maybe I don't know. Maybe. I wouldn't you be surprised. Background vocals. Because you know Tyler and Pharrell. Pharrell is basically Tyler's dad. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, Tyler's got no dad. Oh yeah. wow, okay. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, you want to know who also has new no dad? Uh, whoever made this next album. <laughs> no, no, he no, does have a dad. False information. Burke Carter. Our next album is a whole lot of red by Playboy Cardi. So a whole lot of red by Playboy Curry. I feel like this is one of the most divided albums of our whole list. Either you love it, you think it's his best, or you're on Alexi's side and you think it's mediocre. Um, it's like like this is not like <laughs> this is one of his most uh, polarizing albums. Like of course you have people who think oh mumble rapper bad and that, but like you have that hidden gem in all these mumble rappers. You have that hidden gem, and that hidden gem is Playboy Cardi. He started off with Die Lit, a great psychedelic uh, experience with Pierre Bourne, lots of great features, uh, pretty much popularized the uh, the psychedelic trap. Uh, minimal. Simple. Yes, minimal. Yeah. And uh, not, very not very lyrical, but just based on just like feel and vibe. On this one, he went for something completely different. Very aggressive, loud, um, eccentric heavy. vocals. Beat heavy, yeah, it was very loud. It pretty much started off the rage, um, the rage movement with the Mr. Rage and Trippy Red having stuff with that. And a lot of the underground scene is pretty much all influenced by Cardi with some, some new mumble rappers like Yeet. Summers, Autumn, and the underground scene. So Fago, which is starting to get more recognition, more recognition, being signed to Travis Scott's label, but oh. already very influential. Um, has a whole lot of red, which at first wasn't received very well by fans. Uh, some fans like whole lot of mid was trending on, because it was very hyped for a long time, 
and the album had leaked prior to release multiple times and then the release project was not like the leaks and then fans were disappointed or mad and like a whole lot of mid a whole lot of trash a whole lot of anything and then a lot of skips yeah that was trending as well and then later on Hardy uh left the album as it was and i think that was for the best he started touring and the album started trending and now it's one of a fan favorite cult favorite throughout the throughout the the world i would say it's a lot of people played with cardi album I feel like I, I feel like the ratio for a more uh, for a favorite Playboy uh, Cardi album is a sixty percent dialect, forty percent whole lot of red, as it should be. Hmm. I I personally prefer whole lot of red. I think it's better. Alexi but doesn't. I I I don't love whole lot of red. There's some great moments on here, but we got to put it on here because, like, it was just so know, big. It's so big. It's so, so influential. It trended throughout the year. Throughout the year, because at first it was received poorly, but then when it started getting positive feedback, it started trending again. And you know, and uh, it also made number one on Rolling Stone's uh, hip hop album of the year. It also went. It was also Cardi's first number one album. Yeah, it was sold over a hundred k units. It's um, and you know what the the moments on here that I do like. I really, 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 really love. The yeah. breathing, I think, is one of the one of Cardi's best tracks. Very Something energetic, murderous. Yeah, it's so like it's so compressed to it's compressed to absolute hell. It's like the melody, the main melody, is crackling like a campfire. It's crazy, man. It's there, great. Huge like Castlevania NES kind of vibes coming off of some of the beats uh because of the whole vampire thing aesthetic that he's doing yeah uh but yeah and and by the way all three features they're not that many features but they all the three of them that do appear on here they bang hard yeah yeah kanye Cody. west kid cuddy and future all three legends of the 2010 era all three are great features. You know, Travis Scott was supposed to be on there as well. I think he was yeah. supposed to be on Rockstar Made. I think that would have been which would have been interesting. Feature. But I think I think I think it I think it's good if it was kept out. It would have been interesting to see it, but it would have also maybe not have been that great. But I do think I it was a good decision to leave him out of Rockstar. Because Made. Tra- Travis Scott, you know, he for features. He's he, isn't all, he isn't the, a, the feature type. He's more miss than hits yeah. a lot of the time, I would say. But whole lot of yeah. Is but yeah, if you want, if you want, if you want a mumble rapper that's good amongst all the other ones that are garbage these days, Playboy Cardi is one of them. You know, if you're old and you still say mumble rap unironically, <laughs> then yeah, you know, give this a shot at least. You might you might find something you like. Possibly. Possibly, it's not perhaps. for everyone. Possibly, it's not for everyone, you know. Because if you want to, or dialed as well, dialed, self-titled, all three of the albums are great. It's it's an acquired taste, you could say. Yes, it definitely took me a while to get used to Playboy Cardi, but yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. I'm a casual fan, you could say. But you know what? This album, this mumble rap, is garbage because I don't learn anything from it. I need <laughs> to learn everything. I need to be reminded 
of uh, the world. He's gonna go on an Eminem rant. Yeah, uh, Eminem lyrical miracle. Come out, cut him out, come it out, come it out. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Kill, kill, kill him right now. What? Shoot him, shoot him. No, 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 no. All right, so our next project, our last one, 2021. We had to go with another Kanye record because I mean, who did hear about Donda? Donda, Kanye West's mother's name. This album is huge. It's very long. It's messy. But there's some... It's overall... You know, it's not my favorite album of last year. But it's definitely a significant one. Um, I think some of Kanye's... Some of the best... Some of the most, you know, out there, not out there, but some of the best production, some of the most unique production on any Yay album so far appears on here. This album really leans on the guests mm-hmm. more than any other, and they're very trendy, very what's popular in the mainstream right now, for the most part, but I think for the most part, everybody delivers, whether it be Lil Baby, The Weeknd, Lil Dirk. Travis Scott, um, Andre three thousand, on the deluxe version, on yes. the deluxe, uh, Jay Z, Five Year Foreign, Playboy Cardi, and whoever else, like, it's just, and I think it's got a great message to a lot of the songs too. Mm-hmm. I think it's very heartfelt. It's a very heartfelt song. It's not song album. It's uh it's got some I think the main thing of the album though was not necessarily the content and because if we're just talking content in the album I feel like there are other albums like LP by JPEG Mafia which definitely deserves a shout out JPEG Mafia amazing artist we didn't talk about him but uh definitely check him out but um the whole uh the whole uh listening party with this album stretching huge. on almost two months uh definitely a very stressful rollout for fans that didn't they didn't know what was coming up when it was coming like you had it started off in like late june uh, late july and actually no yeah late july and we got it when mid-september yeah it was a long uh day. not september late august i mean it was yeah. a long and day. uh went first listening party and it was like super unfinished like just like they almost felt like demos, and they went second listening party, and then that's where tracks started to come, and then you had a third listening party later on, and then there was a few, yeah, it with like... Marilyn Manson and everything. I feel right like the whole thing with this album was, yeah, I feel like the whole thing with this album was, the um, the controversy, and even after. The album was released. There were some updates made to it. Then it was his beef with Drake. And there was the deluxe album. And there was the concert with Drake where they made up and they were friends again. And it was all flowers and rainbows. So they're going to beef again. And that was the thing. Yeah. And uh, anything else you want to add? I mean, I would just like to say it was a very messy release. Cause, yeah, it was. 
wasn't the best organization of all very time. Chaotic. And it definitely reflects. It was a very, it was a very Kanye rollout. It was a Kanye rollout, definitely with um, his his uh, stay at the Mercedes Benz Stadium. Yeah, he lived in it. <laughs> it was a soccer game, and he was walking around the stadium. Yeah, there's a bar on off the grid. Actually, that's pretty funny. It's like. They played soccer in my backyard. I think I see. Oh yeah, I remember. Think it was pretty fun. I think this. I think that bar's stupid, but <laughs> I, I think it's, it's funny. It is funny. It's funny because it's stupid to me. It's funny exactly. because it's stupid because it's true. All right. They do be playing but, soccer uh, in his backyard. I think that's all. Yeah, I mean, twenty twenty one is over. What do you think there is for the future? I mean, we're halfway into twenty twenty two. We got a lot of releases from Denzel, Pusha, Kendrick, all great releases. We've yes, had very both two of the three Griselda members releasing projects. We've had mm -hmm. The Weeknd, which is not hip-hop, but Still I love The Weeknd. Definitely there. worth a mention. Yeah. I love The Weeknd. I'm, 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 loving, I'm loving this. Uh, the Underground has some pretty good stuff, too, right now. I love, I love mm -hmm. the new Billy Woods album a lot. Mm. Oh, yeah, uh, that Billy Woods project is right. amazing. Who's um who just released his project that we Kendrick. Released? no that we uh, that his album I I'm having a oh Casey Casey oh yeah he released a oh yeah but that was a mixtape yeah mixed and it tape. was uh not worth anything yeah but I think his album is gonna be better he had a, f a few it had some good songs. it had some good it had some good tracks on there that uh, I I. Like, I really enjoyed um, the first. Look what I found. The first. Yeah, look what I found and uh, how are two great tracks from there. But I feel like uh, his album yeah, is going his, to be better. His albums definitely be better than. He's been working album. on that for a while, on mm -hmm. protege. But look forward throughout uh, 2022. We've got a rumor that JPEG Mafia and uh, Danny Brown collab. Um, mm. That's now, supposed to happen. Supposed We've to got Freddie Gibbs. Goal. Yeah. We've got that uh, Freddie Gibbs. West We've got Gun. Travis Scott, Westside Gun. We've got Kanye that might or may not decide to stick down the two or just scrap it entirely and wait for next year. Yeah. Well, we've got that dropping. Possibly, highly unlikely, a narcissist release. I doubt that. Highly doubt unlikely that. and highly. I don't think Cardi's. I don't think Cardi's. Highly unlikely. Release. I don't know, guys. It's called music. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We've also got Uzi teasing some music. And the highly high highly unlikely release of Utopia. We've also got I think I uh, know Utopia is, is coming point point two hundred percent. I'm hoping ASAP. I think it's gonna come August too. August. Oh yeah, ASAP has been teasing yes. some stuff. Yeah, ASAP Rocky. Hope he drops. I hope anybody signed to Top Dog Entertainment can uh, release oh, yeah. or allowed to release yeah. Something. Blue Boy Q and Absol, J Rock. Yeah, yeah, which is not hip hop artist, but it's signed to TDE. Yeah, R and B. Yeah, she, I, th I think she said uh, her this is gonna be her last album because she hates the music industry. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. I mean, she she could retire right now. I mean, Control is a classic, but to finish it off, one last thing. If you had, if you guys had to make a top five of all the albums, we had to break down here. What would be your top five? I personally, I'm gonna start off with mine. I think at five, I would put Earl Sweatshirt's album, some rap songs. Then at four, I would put Mad Villainy. Then at three, I would put Rodeo. Then My Beautiful Dark Twist Fantasy, and then Two Pimp a Butterfly. 
Mm. I think that would be my top five. Let me go in the. Let me check the list. Um, okay. Well, I. I think. Uh, I think I definitely go first. Definitely took them. Oh, but there was five. a college dropout as well. Yeah, I would put the college dropout with the five instead of Earl Sweatshirt. Yeah, that's a tough put... one. That's just a tough one. All right, so I'm gonna go with um, Igor. Igor at, dropout. Igor at five. College dropout at four. Um, I would put uh, Man on the Moon at three. Um, Rodeo at two. And probably two pimp butterfly at one. All right, Alexa, you got a top five. Absolutely. Well, my top three, of course, is two pimp butterfly. Uh, mad villainy, the college dropout. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, I'd say. Uh, underground, not underground kings. Uh. Pinata. Atrocity then, exhibition. Oh, uh, atrocity exhibition, and then uh, money store, underground. Yeah. Oh, God underground thing. There's so many. And, there's yeah, so money, many. The money store. A great list. Atrocity exhibition. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that would be my top. All right. Uh, so I hope you. I hope you guys like this. I was pretty much uh, the 2000s and 2010s all the way to present time. Yes. 2022 is shaping up to be a great year for hip hop, maybe one of the best in a long time. Oh, definitely. Mm -hmm. So let's just hope everyone releases their project on time, doesn't pull out of Kanye. <laughs> and uh, yeah, hopefully you check out some of the albums you haven't heard of. And uh, peace. I think that this was the. Uh, I, I think that was personally. that was the. Uh, I think this that was, was the Road Jogan experiment. Yeah. We'll see yeah. you in the next episode. I love whenever you as that a might be. Maybe this will will become something. I love you individually, the listener. <laughs>